All right, get ready, y'all. The Wednesday edition, October 25th, 2023. Yeah, I know the year <laughs> of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Getting ready to crank it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. We got uh, a lot to do. Uh, second hour, we're going to go outside the box with our buddy Ty Bollinger. First hour, we got Nicole Zwerin and her movie, her new film, documentary film, Maternal Intuition. And I wish more would tap into that maternal intuition. Even if you're not maternal, you should be. <laughs> we'll talk with Nicole about that. And also before that, uh, we have uh, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner joining us because next week's the big event in Phoenix slash Scottsdale, Arizona. I was just talking with Jack Wolfson before I got on the air as well. Dr. Jack Wolfson, you know, the paleocardiologist and Brian Artis is going to be there with us. Henry Ely and others. Uh, we're going to get a little last minute update on that. I think today is the day, the final day to get the discounted hotel rates and uh, as well as discounted uh, tickets to go. And so I'm asked Terry and, and uh, Stu to join us and give us the update. And they're also a little preview for an event they're going to have March in Atlanta. So those of you want to do that. So that's coming up and more what happens if the government takes over the food supply, your food? I bet you know. We're going to talk about that, too. Stick around for a lot more healing. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, so what happens uh, when the government uh, takes control of your food? Uh, very easy to answer, I think. It becomes less available, more expensive, and not very good for you. Not very edible. Uh, that's where we start today's Robert Scott Bell Show. Just give you a, a quick preview again. Uh, we've got Drs. Terry and Stu Warner coming up because we've got the big event in uh, Arizona. Uh, it's the what the second through the fifth, third through the fourth. It's coming up so fast. Next weekend, not this, but uh, I want to get an update from them momentarily as well. Uh, get you last minute access to this event in Scottsdale, Arizona, and also a preview for another event in the new year uh, out in Atlanta. Uh, so that's coming up. Also, Nicole Zwerin is back on the Robert Scott Bell Show with her new documentary film, Maternal Intuition. And then an hour or two, we got our buddy Ty Bollinger who stops by every once in a while to go outside the box with us. And so that's coming up. And yes, a homeopathic hit. What is it going to be today? Well, anybody like the metal platinum? Did you know that it's also a homeopathic remedy? What is it for? You're going to find out. Platina is the homeopathic hit of the day today. Uh, so on the question of what happens when the government takes control of your food, I, I almost, I'm almost at a, a loss for words other than what I've already told you. But to think that that entity that has abandoned and those within it abandoned our, our constitution and its limits placed not on you and me, but on government, as far as its, its duties, roles, responsibilities, was there ever a point that you read anything about the history of our constitution in America that said, and one of the things that uh, you must do or an amendment to the constitution is to uh, take control of the nation's food supply to make sure, I don't know, fill in the blanks. Nobody goes hungry or everybody goes hungry. Thomas Jefferson said it and so many others have said, but if you ever, uh, you know, <laughs> basically think that the government can take care of your, uh, your health, I mean, you're going to be in a sorry state. 
And, and that's the truth in terms of hunger as well, which is why we've been emphasizing the need to grow your own food. We've been harvesting in the fall here, uh, potatoes and carrots and different onions and different things that are still growing. We've even got some tomatoes still ripening on the vine, but as Super Don knows where he is, he's going to have some hard freezes coming up. So he's got to protect them or bring them on in at this point. Uh, we've transplanted some of the plants already into the greenhouse. The transition is on. For those of you in Florida, you've still got growing season uh, in much of Florida as well, where I was uh, growing some things almost well year round at that point. But if you're growing seasonally, Another aspect of this is how can you grow through the winter months, at least have some level of nutrition, and hopefully you've stored things as well, appropriately, adequately, or pickled things. And that's a hint to my humble and lovable producer, Super Don, to send me some pickles. (laughs) His wife has a great recipe, and he grew some cucumbers and converted them over, and every once in a while, it gets a little bit closer to shipping it to me. He said, yeah, it was over by the front door. Now it's in the car, so I I feel it's ever closer to arriving in my doorstep. And, And that's another thing about not relying on the government to deliver you much of anything, Uh, especially food, is that when you have abundance of food, when you do really well in growing things, you have more than you could use. Now, you could store that, but you could also be a good neighbor and share it, or it could be an option for providing value beyond Federal Reserve notes that are tanking faster and faster by the day uh, in terms of exchange, mediums of exchange. No, somebody's hungry. They, uh, you've got something that they, you, you've got food, but they need food. You, there's always a way. And, you know, the history of humanity outside of warfare is engaging with your neighbors in your community and saying, hey, I got this. What do you got? You know, and finding a way to exchange either through charitable giving or just through the means of here. I have something of value that you value and you have something that I value that you don't need. And we find a way to, to work that way. Now, there's another thing that uh, as I go, talk about upcoming events, I'll be speaking on the Goldbacks uh, coming up November 11th and 12th at the Great Exodus uh, Conference uh, in South Lake, Dallas, Texas, basically. And that's in the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com. And speaking of that, I don't know, Super Don, if you can show them what's coming up next weekend in Arizona. I have it if you go to upcoming events tab, but Super Don, you'll show it. The Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, Phoenix, Arizona. November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, And that's thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. They've been at this for a long time, uh, helping kids and with chiropractic and more. And yeah, there it is. You see Dr. Brownstein, Dr. Artis, Dr. Wolfson, Dr. Mikevitz. I mean, so many awesome folks. We're going to see you in the desert at a time where it is perfect weather. You know, none of this triple digit nonsense. You're going to enjoy it. So I I hope that uh, there's an opportunity. There's tickets available and hotel space available. We're going to find out right now. As Drs. Terry and Stu Warner are on with us. Here we are. Welcome back. Hey, Robert. Thanks. Great to be back. Yes. Love Good to see show. you guys. Robert Scott Bell shows the epicenter of the entire health and wellness. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got bigger shoulders. I've got to carry all of that. But no, I'm under no delusion. But I certainly love sharing the good news that there are events that we can come together. And when we do, we are rewarded by the uh, relationships we can build, the things we can learn in person that goes beyond just online training, which is good. We're grateful we can do it. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys for the next few minutes. If you can tell us about the event next week, is there, are there a hotel space? Is it available? Is this the last day to get the discounts, things like that? And then we can mention what's coming up in the new year. Sure. I'll mention that first since you brought it up, but you know, everyone likes to stay at a hotel where the conference is and the room lock dire tomorrow. And prices 
as much in on the on the discount conference website, which is wellnessparenting.info. Wellnessparenting.info. You can go ahead and click on the tab, and it'll take you right to where the link is. You can reserve rooms, and also um, you can still get discount for your tickets for another day as well. Beautiful. Well, as I said, we're so excited to be there. It's a great reunion. And uh, if anybody wants to join us, you again, we'll, we'll have a great time together and a lot of great education. There's also CMEs and I think CEUs, depending. Um, Kimberly Overton and the Nurse Freedom Network and others are still going to be doing their thing, too. Yes, they will. They have an amazing program um, planned. And so we have a chiropractic program we have the functional medicine program we have nurse kimberly nurses program and then we invite all the parents all the public um, to come join us too as we dive into the master plan for raising healthy kids you know is coming into you know the the, the upcoming virus we want to know how to protect our kids you know i i can't wait your next guest you're talking about mother's intuition i love that and um, you know i talk to moms all the time that that have this mother's intuition they they know that they want to do things for their kids and they want to take a particular path but they're thinking how do i go about doing that how exactly do i implement that well these docs these speakers are so impassioned so empowered bringing the latest and greatest of the science and the protocols and everything that we can do but moreover it's uniting all of us together right so we're so powerful when we join together as practitioners and as parents um, and people coming together and you know knowing we can do more if we right path the right people in front of us and we're super excited to have everyone uh, you you're you're going speaker by speaker it's like it just gets better and better um, as we go down the list Excellent. yes we well, have so many uh, headlines there that we'll be sharing the uncensored information will need to op optimize their health and well-being have um, Aaron Siri there that just um, past year restore the religious exemption to vaccination in Mississippi so you can meet him in person and thank him we have dr. Uh, Judy Mikovic a, a fan favorite you have the, you know the leading um, obstetrician in the entire world opinion dr james thorpe who will be empowering pregnant women to make the best decisions for for their health and well-being and and the baby and we have um the functional medicine legend himself dr david brownstein who uh, you know is a, a rare appearance so we're very happy to have him. a cardiologist in my estimation again number one uh, board certified cardiologist in the world Dr. Jack Wolfs. So it's um, going to be a, you know, a wealth of information. What I love too, uh, Robert, is all the speakers that come, you know, are sitting in the audience. They want it. They got their paper out. They're taking notes from the other speakers and, you know, they love. Everybody's um, learning from each other. Yes. And, um, you know, fellowship and, uh, you know, lots of fun for everybody. Yeah, wonderful. And I'll be speaking and emceeing at the event and uh, moderating a panel or two, whatever. Uh, we always have a good time doing that. And 
I'll probably be talking about raising drug-free kids and parents. <laughs> parents need to yes. be drug-free too, you know, because that's where kids learn to take drugs from their parents. So uh, we got a lot to do uh, this coming, well, next w- weekend, as I said. So much happening, my friends. And uh, that leads me to, again, reminder, today is the 25th of uh, Wednesday. Uh, if you want to get the hotel discounted rates, get, get on it right now. It's going to expire soon. And then also uh, discounted attendance tickets as well, uh, extended for you, special to the Robert Scott Bell Show here. Hopefully you guys can join us at Scottsdale, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, that'll be great. Now, real quick, a sneak preview. Go ahead. I was going to say, Robert, if and they go on uh, because they're your guests and you are our, um, our speaker there, if your viewers go down to the registration, when they click on the registration page and it says speaker guest, they'll actually get a 50% discount. Wow. So okay. listeners of the show get a super discount. Um, so go on today and you can get a get a hold of that. Oh, that's huge. All right. Thank you for that, Terry. I didn't know that. That's wonderful. So take advantage of that. Get a discount, a significant one as well, and, and join us there. Now, real quick, before I let you guys go, I know how busy you are. The uh, event you've got coming up in March of 2024 in Atlanta and already, I guess people need to get this on their calendar. And I know I sometimes don't think far enough ahead in advance, but Here's the opportunity. Tell them about that and, and how they can reach you if they have questions about it, if they want to exhibit or they want to speak, anything like that. Yes. So we did our big conference in 1999 in Atlanta. So this is a homecoming. This is our 25th anniversary, March 8th to the 10th in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is going to be a special event, a lot of nice uh, surprises and ton of we have uh, Dr. Peter coming, Dr. Brian Artis just confirmed today. We have Dr. James Thorpe, Richard Erst, and uh, Dr. Robert Scott Bell. So everybody, um, you know, come mark your dates. And we still have a few spots left for vendors and sponsors. So you want to be able to ace your products and services for the users and for the public that are looking for the best um, strategies and protocols to be able to raise healthy families you know this is where mm-hmm. you want to be you can uh, shoot me an uh, email at drs warner d-r-a-w-a-r-n-e-r it's drs warner at protonmail.com and we can uh, see the possibilities of you know how you can showcase your products and services there it's fascinating how many things started cool things started in 1999 uh, and that's when I started this show uh, at the time in Atlanta, of all places. So I'll be back and that'll be there kicking our 20, 25th year as well uh, in broadcast media. How cool is that? Uh, so a lot like we need to do a little double celebration there. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Well, you guys keep at it. We'll see you next week, in, next weekend in the desert. And looking forward to a reunion for all of us. And for those that haven't met, I haven't met Aaron Siri yet. I'd be excited to meet him. That's going to be awesome. And a lot of other cool folks joining us there in Scottsdale, Arizona. And there it is, uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys there. And thanks for that uh, super-duper discount, 50% off as a guest uh, of, of one of the speakers. That would be me, RSB. So scroll down and find that. And then uh, other events upcoming. So thank you, guys. Yeah, our, our, our pleasure, you know, just go to wellnessparenting.info. It's all there. And uh, God bless. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you all there. All right, big hugs. See you there.
And yeah, wellnessparenting.info or you go to the upcoming events tab at robertscabbell.com. Just click on the poster as you scroll down and you'll see it's the next big event we have coming up. And there's more that we'll be adding all of the time. And, uh, you know, one of those things includes uh, good friends that we've made along the way that I get to feature on the show from time to time and very talented friends I have, including Nicole Zwerin, who we met many years ago through the Health Freedom Expo, also was, you know, good friends with our our dearly departed friend, Liam Sheff, and has done a lot uh, on the controversy of AIDS, HIV, et cetera, in documentary uh, film as as well. But the new film is called Maternal Intuition. We're going to find out how you can plug into it and what to learn about it. Uh, Nicole Zwerin, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. There you are. And you're wearing your blue blockers, too. Yeah, you inspired me. I like it. And I actually wear that in the beginning of the movie. We put a music video in the beginning of the movie, and I'm wearing it in the music video. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have the uh, the links to uh, the, the movie, the documentary, and, and the website is just as the title is, maternalintuition.com, a natural-born documentary. Nicole, why did you do this film after having done other documentary subjects? This one, what, what, what drew you into this one? Well, I was pregnant and I was going to do a hospital birth. And then um, I discovered about this thing called a hugs tag. It's a little uh, bracelet that they put around the baby's ankle and it keeps track of the baby and it emits microwave radiation every 10 seconds, little bursts of radiation. And it's like they do that in every hospital. So um, that put me on the path to wanting to... um, do a natural birth outside of a hospital. And I had Bruno, my husband, film it because we're both filmmakers. Um, so I just wanted to film like what about me, like I'm paranoid about radiation. And so that's why I didn't want to have that hugs tag around the baby's ankle. Right. And then I filmed a couple other um, mothers who were also pregnant and and they talk about like their their concerns, like why they wanted to give birth naturally. And, you know, it involves like not wanting to vaccinate and um, things that they're concerned about, like whatever, you know, things that they don't like about a hospital environment. And then um, giving birth naturally, it's like a, a whole different experience. The the controversy of, of home births is such that I, I didn't even know they would let you get one or have one or give one in California where they want control over kids from uh, cradle to the grave that they accelerate into be based on the mandatory shots there in California and other things. Uh, there have been other, <laughs> other films, documentary films made. I remember the business of being born. I remember Ricky Lake had done something along those lines. Uh, you've yeah. probably been aware and seen a lot of these things. What was the uh, angle or perspective that you bring uniquely to this maternal intuition documentary? Well, mine, it talks a lot about radiation. Um, I have different experts in the film, electricians and radiation specialists, people who help mitigate and remediate radiation and um, EMFs from homes, like uh, Oram Miller and William Holland and Bill Caldwater. I don't know how to say his last name, Caldwater. Um, And then I also interview other people experts about just like natural birthing and um 
like what the effect of hormones are and different toxins. Like I was focusing a lot about different toxins in the environment um, because like we were concerned about mold in our home and um, like, you know, like fire retardants. Uh, and then just about the nutrition, like it's very nutrition oriented. Um, like we interviewed you and you talk about different things like chromium that could help prevent um, diabetes when you're pregnant. Dude, you, you put me in the film. Are you, are, yeah. what are you thinking? <laughs> you know, you're in the film. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's, this is a, it's, it's news and a shock to me. Not really. No, I, <laughs> I I'm grateful that you asked. And, you know, my passion for, helping uh, parents uh, birth healthy kids, much less raise healthy kids. I, you know, I've raised my kids drug-free, vaccine-free. And, uh, you know, we, we encourage folks to consider birthing at home that, that childbirth is not a disease as it's been constructed to be in the Western world with hospital-based births. And I realize there are so-called risk, you know, risky uh, pregnancies, risky births for certain people that uh, may be considered at risk. But I think that they greatly exaggerate it uh, we've been birthing babies as long as there's been humans on this planet without hospitals and only, you know, in the last however many uh, years or decades or whatever that it became considered a disease that must be done in a hospital setting. And the last place you want to be, if possible, to, to be healthy is a hospital unless there is a genuine emergency. Yeah. And also, ironically, um, I had a miscarriage after my first birth. Uh, and I was in the hospital and it took them forever to like pay attention to me and they almost let me bleed to death. So that's a, another reason you don't want to be in the hospital, but it's like I still needed them to survive. Like I needed blood transfusions and they had to give me a DNC operation. Wow. Well, yeah. it's a miracle and, and you know, that you're alive as well as that you are able to have another child and uh, I'm, I'm yeah. grateful for that, glad for that. And I think that in this case, the film may help others to make uh, or let's say chart a better course as far as if they're on the fence as what to do. Uh, will they gain a lot of insight into the reality of, of, you know, hospital birthing and the situation? You mentioned the the, the tags that kind of emit EMFs all the time and the, the danger that that could pose to a, a, a tiny little new baby. Right. As opposed to adults that is bad enough for us, but really bad, I think, for them. Yeah, they have like I heard they have some kind of thing uh, you could buy at the market for putting on a baby to see like when the baby did a poo and it emits radiation. So it lets you know when wow. the baby did a poo or a pee. It's like a smart diaper. <laughs> Gosh, darn it. I mean, how did we ever have children before all this technology? Right. Just yeah. so far removed from the natural uh, order of the universe, I would call it. And I guess that's why the, the, the title being maternal intuition makes a lot of sense, because it's not about a, a pregnancy and, and childbirth as a, a technological deficiency disease. I mean, it's one that we are uh, devoid of a connection to the divine, to that internal connection, that intuition that can guide us to say this is how we should be doing it. And also, um, if you look at that picture of maternal intuition, uh, my poster, it has a placenta. That's a placenta on there. Um, a lot of people don't know what that is. They think maybe it's a brain because it looks like a brain. Um, but the lady who, who made that picture, um, she would like take because like she gives people their placenta. She makes pills out of it. 
Mm-hmm. And um, she would make an imprint of people's placentas and it's like artwork. So I used hers and she, that's the daughter of the midwife who does that's that. Cool. The midwife who, who I gave birth with. Yeah. Well, think about all that it takes nutritionally for a woman to develop a new life in her and to, to have it birthed successfully and healthfully. It takes a lot of nutrients, minerals, nutrition. That's why I'm so glad that you invited me and others to speak on that issue because there's a lot of ignorance within the allopathic medical flexner report curricula about nutrition. They'll pay lip service to it or they'll promote the use of very synthetic, you know, cold tar derived nutrients that are not really nutrients they're not very bioavailable if at all and then we have such great deficiencies that it becomes commonplace to diagnose things like uh, gestational diabetes and they scratch their heads go i wonder why that happened i'm like it's not a mystery <laughs> yeah, there yeah. Are things that if you are devoid of this is what's going to manifest yeah yeah so the film is on amazon prime now <laughs> Amazon Prime Video. So that means Prime members can watch it for free? No, I wish. You still have to pay $2 to rent it. Oh, two bucks. That's nothing. It's $1.99. Okay. Well, I just looked at it. Everybody that goes on Amazon Prime to rent and watch it, are there other venues to watch it online, or is that the primary outreach first? Um, Right now, that's really the only way, but it's going to be available on Tubi TV soon. And, um, okay. you know, to be, and T-B-I. also, yeah. um, Gaia films wanted to, they wanted to watch it. So I sent them a screener of it and then they rejected it because they said that I was too one-sided. Like I didn't give the other side of the issue. They didn't say what issue, but I kind of assume they're talking about the vaccine issue. Oh, Gotcha. Like the entirety of the mainstream media is one sided in the other direction and they think your film needs to be balanced. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't mean because it's a documentary, it's going to be um, like, uh, so, like it's not going to be subjective. They're all subjective. Sure, of course. So this is an amazing thing. Spread the word. And you guys yeah. did another film festival and you got some. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was in the Awareness Film Festival. I was trying to get on your show to promote that, but then there was a conflict. I had to go to a panel and the same time I was going to go on your show. So how, there was how, a did, panel how did discussion. the the, uh, the screening go? Did everybody uh, like it, enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. Um, it was a big theater and um, not a lot of people were there, but it was still nice. Like Nice. Yeah, it's still always good to see your film on the big screen. And then the Awareness Festival is a really good film festival. Um, they have a nonprofit and all their um, all their proceeds go to the, it's called Heal One World. Um, and they they give, uh, they, they help people like who are low income to, to get like alternative healing things like doing yoga and stuff like that. That's very cool. And there's an IMDP, IMDB, for those in the know, that's Internet Movie Database, I think, link as well. So you can read about it there as a documentary is uh, the preview is showing on that screen. And um, you can link from uh, maternalintuition.com as well to get there. Uh, but you and your husband do amazing work. And I'm just like yeah. I said, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, I could contribute in any way and happy to put the word out on it. And hopefully people will watch it on uh, right now, Amazon Prime, and and if it gets on to other things like Tubi, you'll let me know, and we'll be happy to link up and let people know about it. Okay, yeah, that would be great. 
Yeah, it's always good to be with you, to talk to you. I see uh, Silla Watcott, <laughs> my friend, who's also a homeopath yeah. and, and focuses on um, a different form of what we call homeoprophylaxis as well, which is great. We need to get that information out for people that think it's vaccines or nothing. There are other options that we have uh, there as well. Uh, so there's, gosh, there's so much that needs to be done here. Are, are there any things that I know you and I, we've been in kind of a natural mindset for a long time, for the most part, doesn't mean we ignore that when there are times where medicine could be needed. But um, I guess uh, the question is, are there any things that in, in terms of feedback you've gotten from people watching it for the first time that they're like, wow, they were shocked by something or didn't know something? Uh, because uh, I have a sense that you bring a different perspective that others might not have seen or heard. Well, one lady told me like she didn't get to see her own birth when she was giving birth. She gave birth at a hospital and she said she enjoyed watching me give birth. And it was like being able to see her own birth, like, you know, gave her the experience that she wanted from when she was giving birth. Like they wouldn't even let her watch her own birth. I don't understand that. So <laughs> that's that's uh, just kind of strange. But uh, I yeah. like to see it, the normalization, if I can call it that, of uh, home birth and natural birth. I do acknowledge, though, you know, in these some of these hospitals, they've set up birthing centers that seem to be more like living rooms or bedrooms at home. And that's a step in the right direction. But what I don't like, again, as you point out, the extreme focus on monitoring. But I guess that's the kind of, uh, you know, business model where there's so much liability, but there's also the, the claim of ownership. You know, I've talked about the concern I have for even birth certificates and social security numbers for these kids. They never have a chance to make a choice in life. They become vessels of the state or for something else than mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah, I gave birth at a birth center, so I would have liked to do it at home, but we decided to go with the birth center because we live in an apartment. And um, well, the first one, you know, like it's it's cheaper to go to a birth center. And then also um, with my second child, we decided to do it at a birth center because at home, like if, since I live in an apartment, you know, there's a lot of screaming involved. I don't want to disturb the neighbors. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, then there's like a lot of cleaning up afterwards too. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you have a home birth and you're not in a detached home, there could be a little bit alarming. Make sure you let the neighbors know what's going on. <laughs> if that's <Yeah>. the case, <laughs> you live in an apartment, you want to do a home birth there. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of midwives that can do it. There are water births. There are all kinds of ways to do it. Uh, yeah. We gave water. We, mine was a water birth. Oh, fantastic. Both, you know, with both of my children. Nicole, one of the stories I've shared over the years references the the strength of women in the past. And I'm not saying that there aren't strong women today. It happens too. Uh, but in the past, there were such extreme examples. My mentor in homeopathy told me this story, how he was in, uh, was it uh, Kinshasa in, in Africa on a train? And uh, the train, this was probably back in the maybe the fifties, maybe the sixties. I'm not sure a long time ago, but they, the, the train stopped suddenly in the middle of nowhere. Uh, a lady and uh, got off the train. I don't know if there was someone with her or not, but walked off the train into the bush. And not long after, I don't remember what he said, how long, but it wasn't long, came back with a, a new baby, just went off in the bush, had a baby, yeah. walked back on the train, and then they carried on. And I'm thinking, wow, to hear something like that, people would say, well, that's not possible because we have uh, medicalized childbirth to such a degree. And I would say weakened on average women, also men, over generations now because of poor nutrition, 
lack of physical movement and exercise, the things we would do if we were more aligned with nature, where these so-called natural childbirths would be something that most, again, there are always exceptions. I get that. But most would be able to withstand something as extreme as what I just shared with you that is something that is unheard of or largely unknown in the West. Yeah. And also like having a chiropractor, we, we talk about that and we show the chiropractor in the film because the chiropractor helps with being able to give birth without as much pain because it mm. makes more room in your pelvis. So it aligns properly for the baby to come out. Um, and, you know, like being more athletic, there was uh, one lady that we filmed. She was, she says she was a bodybuilder and like, you get to see her giving birth and for her, it looks a lot less painful. Like she's just sort of like taking deep breaths and she's not screaming. Mm. Um, and so, you know, for me, I was thinking like if I was more in shape, it would have been easier for me too. But I think sure. getting the chiropractic help worked a lot and then giving birth in the water also is helpful. Right. Because of the anti-gravity. I, I certainly yeah. like the idea and, and I don't know if it's true anywhere, but uh, that, there would be a chiropractor on staff at every birth uh, and, and even addressing uh, uh, the trauma of birth, not only for the mom, but for the baby. Um, yeah. there, there's a story my friend, Dr. Brian Artis told uh, on this show and he's, and he's done it publicly where the doctors, you know, were, were practically blaming him for the problems of his child, his first child that had a lot, couldn't digest anything, couldn't breastfeed properly and, and, just colicky, horrible, horrible, horrible. And it turns out when he went to a chiropractor, he didn't even know he was doing it. That chiropractor adjusted that baby. It, it was, uh, you know, the, the night day difference. And he got so ticked off at these doctors trying to blame all these parents for the for their kid. When in fact, there was a, a nervous system impingement due to vertebral subluxation, et cetera, from the trauma of birth, especially with forceps. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those chiropractors, they do a lot, especially with the, um, you know, the cranial sacral therapy. Yeah. That was something that they did for my children because they had tongue tie and lip ties. Um, and my son, they never clipped his, he has a bad uh, lip tie and they never clipped it because there's a whole controversy over that. Mm -hmm. But um, doing the cranial sacral therapy helps like open their mouth more so it makes it easier for them to breastfeed. And nice. it's less painful on the mother. Right. Yeah. Yes. And well, we learned that uh, MTHFR has to do with the lip ties and the tongue ties. So that's a, a mutation that a lot of people have nowadays. Um, so if you take certain supplements while you're pregnant, then you can prevent the baby from getting those lip ties and tongue ties. Exactly. So this is the kind of things that you can learn by watching maternal intuition uh, yeah. It's available on Amazon Prime right now and uh, maybe other uh, places later. Do you have any other uh, film festivals or any other events you'll be speaking at on this subject on the move on the film? Uh, not at the moment because uh, I didn't really apply. I only applied to a couple of film festivals because I knew I was probably going to get rejected from a lot of them because of the controversy, of, you know, the controversial stuff in there. And um, I, I'm waiting to try to get it out there like uh, in more screening like we're gonna try to do more venues and screenings for for mm -hmm. the film just like make our own screenings oh that'll be so, great uh, well if yeah, you know we'll of any let me know if i'm in the neighborhood i'll i'll come by and watch it with you guys i appreciate all that you're doing uh, okay it's, it's yeah. very important work and Thank uh, you. 
You know, it's just amazing how much we've lost in, in terms of our nature and the connection to the things that have existed long before there was a modern medical monopoly and hospital-based system of, you know, the business of being born. Kind of thing. Uh, so, so, Sorry, uh, my yeah. son. <laughs> no, it's totally a kid-friendly show. I appreciate it. So anything else you want to share before uh, I let you go here? I got a homeopathic oh. hit of the day too, which is fun to cover these things. And homeopathy is for me the safest medicine on planet earth especially for kids and babies and moms post-birth you can use things like arnica of course and um, there are things that can address postpartum depression as well uh, there are remedies for almost everything well um my husband and i were like arguing about silver and he doesn't even want to talk to me about it but he's been hearing bad things about silver so he's like telling me to stop giving the baby silver <laughs> so do you, would you put silver in somebody's eye because my daughter had like a problem with her eye. So I just put like a silver drop in her eye and Bruno, yeah, my husband you, got upset. You know, the bioactive silver hydrosol that I use the sovereign silver. And that is something we've used in our children in their eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and also us uh, as a safe way to address any inflammation or infection. Uh, so no doubt. And remember silver is a normal constituent of all mammalian milk. So if you breastfeed, you actually are delivering some silver in the breast milk. It's part of the natural order. Now, we're not talking about making this stuff at home. I wouldn't recommend that for children. But in terms of uh, the quality of manufacture, I have no problem doing it. So if you need me to talk to Bruno, I'm happy to do it. Okay, yeah. Hopefully he heard you and I'll play it back for him too. <laughs> we're not ganging up on you, Bruno. We love you too. He's a concerned dad and I appreciate that. Yeah. Because you know how everybody blows everything out of proportion. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Robert. You got it, Bruno. <laughs> there you are, buddy. But yeah, it's yeah. a matter of quality and quantity and all of that. And you know, that's been my journey uh, back to health from pharmaceutical upbringing to becoming a homeopath and, and promoting all of these natural realm, remedies and realms to, uh, to tap into that we lost along the way. You know, our journeys to yeah. back to healthful sanity and and nicole and bruno you guys are doing it with this new film maternal intuition and i appreciate it so much thank you robert thank you thanks for having us yes and i hope me being in it didn't ruin it <laughs> i'm sure not no thanks these guys are awesome and if and again uh nicole we go back to those health freedom expo days with liam chef and others and uh she's a sweetheart and uh, they've got a wonderful family there and doing great work so y'all check it out maternalintuition.com and that film is available now on amazon prime for like buck 99 so please support it and uh, watch it and share it and uh, we'll do more as we know more of where it's available as it grows and it expands out or if it's available for purchase eventually. Uh, so anyway, thanks, Nicole. All right, Super Don, we got a homeopathic hit of the day coming up. Any other announcements, things we haven't for, uh, haven't uh, covered this hour? I know there's always something uh, that's going on. There's always something. Yeah, there's always something. And it's not always a bad thing. Most no. of the time it's not. You're, you're happy something's going on because if nothing was going on, I mean, where would you be? Why would we be even be on the air, right? We, we just listen to each other breathe. <laughs> That's um, not yeah, well, there's always stuff going on. We have a yeah. new speaker of the house finally. Oh, that's true. They they finally figured out how we'll to talk probably about coalesce. that with with Emor tomorrow. But they finally okay. voted on somebody, right? Um, so now they can get back to screwing the American people. Oh, yeah, that's a lovely, <laughs> uplifting message, right, that comes Yay! from it. Yeah, 
I mean, there is that side of it when they're not legislating, at least we're protected because most of the legislation that comes out of Washington is about taking away or prohibiting or inhibiting. No, you know, it's like uh, they weren't able to get together to um, to to vote on on a, a statement condemning Hamas. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know, Hamas has just been sitting there not knowing what to do because the GOP hadn't, uh, the House of Representatives hadn't uh, condemned what happened. Voted on a speaker yet two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that that's I guess a a big deal. Um, Also, uh, not to drag ourselves back into negative uh, vibes and stuff, but apparently, and this is actually I think a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, development. You were talking about this right before we went on air that yeah. uh, Israel has, has decided to hold back on the uh, the, the invasion, the ground war. Yeah. And, yeah, and look, this is and every day I've had some things to say about it. Trying to get beyond the Hegelian dialectic, and um, you know, in, in war, as I said, the first casualty is 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 the truth, as we know that. But also, there's always what we call collateral damage, which is a a nice way of saying, you know, innocents are killed in any war like that. And, and that's the, been the nature of humanity ever since there's recorded history. Uh, I'd like to say that we could mature beyond it and find a way to all live amongst one another. And even in disagreement, we could be pals, but uh, there seem to be globalists among us all the time that trying to shake the, the jar with black ants and red ants to cause and foment hatred, dissent, fear, et cetera, that leads to things like warfare. Uh, I'd like to say that we have, as I mentioned, as much as I can remember to do so, our connection to the divine and how, you know, prayer is something that I utilize, but uh, I don't try to tell God what to do because I think God's way smarter than any of us. And that includes me, uh, but to ask for guidance in what we can do, if we can minimize these, these things in any way, shape or form, it would be wonderful. And I'm always inclined to find, is there a peaceful solution? Even though, again, you have a right to defend your life, your liberty and property. And I don't deny that. That's not part of what we do here. So um, difficult times. But if you listen to my opening monologue yesterday, my wife says it was really good. So I have to believe her um, that it, it may be a discussion or discussion points that people don't often consider when they talk about the good guys versus the bad guys and all of that and, and everything that gets convoluted in that. So uh, if you haven't heard yesterday's show was the 24th of October, you, the archives are there. The podcast is there except on where we're banned on YouTube, Spotify and, and LinkedIn. Also, Nicole mentioned the, you know, the radiation issue, interestingly enough. And, you know, one of the things we've uh, been utilizing and recommending and, and my mom's taken it is the, um, the Folium products, foliumpx.com. And uh, Bob brought that to our attention a while back, and it's been helping so many of you, and I'm hearing more and more stories about it. But remember, it was designed to respond to Chernobyl-level radiation, a disaster, right, in Ukraine at the time. And uh, he's brought it over as Bobri was originally in Georgia when it was controlled by the Soviet Union, escaped somehow, got to Israel, then came to America. And he's brought us all this, these folium products that are so amazing. Uh, and it's you know, broken through the ceiling and healing for people that are kind of stuck and got my mom back on the dance floor at 89. So check out folium products at foliumpx.com. Use the code RSB10 to get 10% off. Try the original, the folium original, and then the folium immuno, and the folium relax. Go get them all. And you see the sequence or you can talk to Bobbery directly and help guide you through that so that you can get the benefits that uh, are, are, are long needed by pretty much all of us to counteract heavy metals, ionized radiation and more. So uh, shout out to Bobbery. Uh, we'll get you back on soon as well. 
Uh, do we have time for the homeopathic hit or what do you want to do next? Um, sure. I mean, we got like 14 minutes before the top of the hour. Well, I'm not rushed for once. That's awesome. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's right. The homeopathic hits keep on hitting here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Platina today. That's a metal. Platinum. You've heard of platinum? Yeah, beautiful metal. It's often traded amongst the metals, the precious metals like gold, silver, copper, and platinum, for instance. Uh, at a time, platinum was running way more expensive than gold. I think gold is up. I haven't checked, but gold is, is right now running more than that. But platinum as a medicine, interestingly enough, it, it's often used uh, in medicine. In fact, platinum-based chemotherapy is a thing. It's an anti-cancer drug, although uh, as, a, as a chemo agent, it is very destructive of healthy tissue around it. It's not just a targeted chemo uh, that only hits a cancer, whereas silver is another thing that can do that, but without harming the rest of, of you. So if we pull up the, uh, yeah, there it is. Today's PDF, you, you can download for free. Uh, as I said, we've been having some, some trouble with the website as it's migrating from GoDaddy to something else. Uh, for you. And uh, if you have trouble getting it, please, please, please sign up for the newsletter and you'll always be able to get it uh, via that method because Superdon will usually include it somehow links to those things. These are PDF free downloads for you on our homeopathic hit. And again, today, Platina or Platina, the remedy for emotional extremes and gynecological issues, which is also appropriate considering we just talked about maternal intuition with Nicole's Zwerin. How does this get planned? Superdon is like a genius. I don't know how he does this. So uh, this one is addressing, again, uh, the various uses of platina or platina and particularly effective at dealing with these uh, uh, gynecological and emotional issues. It is derived from the metal platinum and it is carefully uh, diluted and succussed after going through a process of trituration because as a metal, it is not water soluble. So there are a number of steps and they're designated specifically in the pharmacopoeia of how to manufacture or make platina as a homeopathic remedy. Now, when we talk about key physical or physiological characteristics, this is, again, a brief version of a much more extensive discussion if we were only doing an hour on this, which we can't. Uh, but platina or platina is often used for conditions like menstrual ir irregularities, ovarian cysts, and sexual dysfunction, interestingly enough. So it uh, relates to, to some degree, sexual reproductivity. Reprodu when we talk about mental uh, impulses. This is a fascinating thing about platinum. It's, it, it may be strange for you to hear this, but individuals may be indicated for the use of homeopathic platinum um, because of emotional extremes, arrogance, a sense of superiority. Isn't that interesting? Now everybody's thinking about, oh, I think I know somebody who might need some platinum homeopathic. But also, this is interesting. If you look in the Materia Medica, one of the things that jumped out at me is the irresistible impulse to kill. What? Yeah. So these are the things that are recorded in what we call the homeopathic provings that indicate, man, there may be some strange aberrant uh, behavioral disorders associated with uh, uh, exposure to platinum in excess levels. I've talked about copper to excess uh, resulting in road rage without the road and inexplicable rage. So uh, sometimes these metals can have that impact. And uh, I, I also think about the use of uh, SSRI medication, right? People on the SSRI drugs, uh, t t straightening up or down, are, are at risk of homicidal 
uh, or even suicidal ideation and tendencies, maybe Platina as a homeopathic could help mitigate that as they're moving up or down or trying to taper off of something like that. So when we go back to primary uses, gynecological issues, effective for dealing with menstrual irregularities, ovarian cysts, and sexual dysfunction, especially when accompanied by emotional extremes, because there are other remedies that address some of these same things, but maybe in the symptom picture, it doesn't also say emotional extremes. And you say, I wonder if this is right for me or someone you love and care about. And you look at their uh, issues and you say, well, are there also emotional extremes? You go, yes. Oh, maybe platina or platinum homeopathic is indicated, or you see those physiological issues, but not much of the emotional stuff. It might not match up just right. And that's kind of how when you go further into the Materia Medica, you can go deeper and deeper to the point where if I did that every time, you might never open up that book. It'd be too intimidating. Now, when we talk about these emotional extremes, once again, uh, arrogance, a sense of superiority, particularly also when the individual feels detached or disconnected. It wasn't an interesting yesterday. I think we did opium and there was an element that crosses over into the detachment from life. Of course, it makes sense, but there may be some crossover related to that. Now, when we talk about potencies, usually you're going to find platina uh, higher than 6X as far as potency, maybe 10X, 12X, 12C, 30C, et cetera, uh, for acute conditions like mild menstrual irregularities or emotional extremes. But dealing with the higher potencies, uh, chronic gynecological issues, or severe emotional disturbances, please consider consulting with a qualified homeopath for the correct potency and dosages. And again, that's of controversy because everybody's got their own experience and opinions about that. But uh, seek guidance, in, in other words, when need be. Now, if we talk about the, the complementary remedies, you're going to see a patterns emerge. Uh, these patterns are more simplistic in terms of complementary remedies because you'll see Oh, I, I heard sepia again, or I, I see an Ignatia again. And, and it's like, well, you're beating a, a dead homeopathic horse. Well, no, we're trying to give you an interesting entry level or entry point of commonly used, most frequently used remedies because platina might not be as common, but then it can bring you back to some of the common ones you've learned about. And it strengthens your knowledge in working with homeopathic remedies like sepia, which is often used after platina for lingering symptoms of, or, of menstrual irregularities or uh, ovarian cysts, right? We've talked even sepia working with menopausal symptoms too. Or Ignatia, again, emotional uh, uh, issues, extremes, especially when there's a history of emotional stress or grief. And of course, Ignatia, I've talked about the mourning, uh, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Now, that may or may not be related to Platina, but maybe it is. And that's why we throw a, a couple of complementary remedies. And I added uh, this one specifically I haven't talked about yet, and I don't know when it comes up for the uh, homeopathic hit of the day, but Simisifuga racemosa, sometimes it's known as Accia racemosa. And uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but it is one of the most primary of focused remedies on menstrual irregularities, imbalances and dysfunctions. Uh, so looking into that, if you want to go further, eventually we'll do a hit on that. So cautions, are there any? Well, no, as a homeopathic remedy, platina is pretty much safe. It's just as, a, you know, if you're chewing on your platinum metal ring or something, that's yeah, not advisable. But as a homeopathic remedy, uh, just kind of avoid uh, self-prescribing for severe chronic uh, or conditions. Uh, and if symptoms worsen or persist, consult a homeopathic professional or doctor that you, you want. And uh, as we conclude here, again, like all of these remedies, there's a versatility beyond what we can cover, but it's particularly focused on emotional extremes and gynecological issues. So keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show for more enlightening dives into the world of homeopathy through a homeopathic hit segment. And remember, 
This is not to replace your doctor or any doctor of choice or trying to diagnose or treat or anything like that. This is about education, information, empowering you to make fully informed or better informed decisions about how you want to care for your health or the health of those, those you love, whether it be your wife, your spouse, your loved one, your kids, your grandkids, all of that. Happy, happy, happy that we're doing the homeopathic hits of the day. All right, Super Don. So that was pretty cool, huh? Gynecological issues. The uh, urge to kill, though. Isn't that a wild one? A little bit of a unusual <clears throat> out from the Materia Medica in that? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> the, the remedy for serial killers and, <laughs> and, and narcissists. Could be, right? yes. That's the one right there. There you go. See, that's how you take it into a direction that goes, oh, I'll remember Platinum Forever based on what Super Don said. There you go. Uh, so... I'm glad you guys are enjoying the homeopathic hits of the day. And uh, I was reluctant as I, I am. And there's probably a, a remedy for that too. Maybe we haven't gotten to it yet. For reluctance. Anyways, yeah, reluctance. <laughs> yes. but when Robert Scott Bell fights Super Don, and says, no, no, I'm not going to do it, Super Don. Which remedy is it? So uh, you guys figure it out. You can you can even come up with new ones, I guess. Uh, but uh, thanks thanks for supporting us in this. Uh, head, headline should read Saturday, the 28th of October is the next Zoom AMA. Ask me anything. Ask Super Don anything. Ask the community of the Robert Scott Bell Show family anything as we get together on Zoom, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time, Saturday, October 28th for our monthly AMA. And that's for Patreon supporters. And you guys, as little as five bucks a month to help help us out. You never know what things come up and, and, and even the migration of the website costs stuff. And we appreciate every little bit. And if you can't for any reason do that, thanks for sharing the show. It's not just for you guys to know about it, but if you think you, because you know about it, everybody else does, no, not even still pretty good secret uh, from the rest of the world in health freedom media. And I want to acknowledge someone who's helped us outreach more than almost anybody over the years we've been doing this and that's our good buddy, our brother, Kevin Tuttle, who's in Israel right now. We send prayers for him and his family and uh, special prayers and condolences, uh, uh, if you will. And, and uh, you know, he's in mourning right now. He, lo he lost his mother. His mother just passed away in a hospital. She apparently had become very ill uh, with a lot of complications. And I talked with him last week about it. You know, we were hopeful, but it didn't look good. And uh, apparently she just lost her, her battle with the physical existence. I know she's fine in the other worlds, but uh, I want to say, uh, uh, you know, we love you, Kevin, and your family. And we're so sorry to hear about the loss of your mom. And God bless you. And, and uh, may, you know, you have the healing that you need to get through this time in the midst of a lot of things that are going on on, on this planet and where you are in Israel. So yep. uh, special shout out to Kevin Tuttle and family. Yes, sir. Losing a parent is, is um, yeah, well, losing anybody. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to deal with that. Plus, he's in Israel. <laughs> right. Uh, when it rains, it pours sometimes. Mm -hmm. But. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So. Yvonne loves the homeopathic hits. I see that. That's nice, Yvonne. Thank you. The um, I'm having trouble getting into the website right now, so there must be something going on with what is being done to to get it moved over to the new hoster hosting service. Mm -hmm. So I will keep trying. I know there was some issue. Somebody was trying to download yesterday's, and they were having trouble with that. So I will uh, I'll get on top of that as soon as I've got access to the website again. Mm -hmm. Steve yes, says maybe we should us. dump some platina homeopathic remedy into the water supply, especially in the globalist water. 
Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to guess the globalists probably don't drink tap water. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> and they have an insatiable thirst to kill, don't they, often? And, yeah. uh, you know, that's interesting, that remedy, as I, I kind of, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to include that, because there are a lot of people that seemingly have that right now. And and maybe as a homeopathic remedy, he's right. Uh, platina is, is something that is indicated more than usual. Uh, so consider that as well. Uh, <laughs> Bolden liked your comment about, now that we have a Speaker of the House, um, they can get back to screwing the people. Nailed it, yes. Super Don, he says. Yes. And, and speaking of that, Bolden, are you confirmed that you can't show up on Friday? I know you mentioned that. I didn't know if there was any cancellation of other things you were going to do because we miss you when you're not here. Uh, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center, just throwing that out there as another consideration. So let us know if that's, uh, in fact, the, the case or if another day is good because we miss our Michael Bolden updates. We have fun together. Uh, let's see what else uh, is going on. Um, the upcoming events tab, as I mentioned, we've got that and uh, Terry and Stu were on earlier. Uh, I didn't know about the 50% ticket discount price. So uh, when you go to wellnessparenting.info to get tickets for the Scottsdale event, uh, the third, fourth and fifth or the second, third and fourth, whatever, it's next weekend and the uh, first weekend of November in Scottsdale, um, do the guest speaker thing. Maybe mention me and you get 50% off. That's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll also have, it looks like uh, Doug Fletcher and Brian Jones uh, with the Flicka Seed Soil. There's a banner for that if you want to get the good soil or soil amendments for your greenhouse or winter growing. Uh, we, uh, uh, well, I appreciate them very much. And he's setting up some kind of an event that Friday. Is it the second? Next, what is the, the uh, November? Which is the Friday that we're going to be there in Scottsdale and Phoenix? Uh, but there's a restaurant called The Giving Tree. And it's an organic vegan restaurant. I've eaten there. It's just delicious. I mean, my gosh. It's the first week. You're talking about the the Warner's uh, event? The Warner's event. Yeah. The Friday is. Third, fourth, and fifth. So it's the the third. So it looks like the third, which will be a Friday evening, uh, Brian Artis and I and others will be getting together at the Giving Tree. And we'll get some more confirmation of that. But it sounds pretty solid uh, for an event, a dinner event. Uh, And, uh, well, like I said, if, if there's a, not enough to do, now we have something else to do when we're in Phoenix. So that'll be cool. Why not? And, and, and as I said, even if you're not a vegan, to go to a place like the Giving Tree and eat the food that's all organic and clean, you're going to be good. You're going to be fine. It's not, it, you know, so this is me talking to the meat eaters going, oh, vegan. Like, dude, just chill out. Have a vegan <laughs> meal once in a while. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. It's really good. I am. So, um, yeah, I had one once. You did. I did. Where was where, where was you? <laughs> I, I was. It was the very first time that you and I met. I thought and, so. And there was a uh, a wedding that was going on. It, it was it's some crunchy granola hippie thing that was going on. Yeah, I remember in, that in Central Point, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a, it's a funny story. Ty isn't connected yet, so I'll do this real quick and then we'll go. Yeah, break. go ahead. Uh, so <clears throat> you and I had been working together. I don't know, probably like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, so you came out for this event and you were speaking at it and, um, I had no idea that this whole entire event was a, like a vegan thing, raw food and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I show up, you know, and, and I'm watching you do your thing and it, it's lunchtime and I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, I gotta go find something to eat. Cause there's booths all around. So like, yeah, so I go walking around and I'm like, you know, here's some twigs and, and leaves over here to eat <laughs> over here and, and all these weird things. I'm just like, God, 
Yeah. Does somebody here have like a hamburger or a burrito no. or something like that? And yeah. I looked over and I saw this booth and it said tacos. Mm. I was like, yes. I can so I do go, that. I go running over to the thing. And the guy's oh, taco, $8. Or it was, it was some outrageous. I didn't care. I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I gave him the money. I'm sitting there waiting and stuff. And he comes walking up. He goes, here you go. And he hands me this gigantic lettuce leaf. And it's like huge, like this giant, you know, thing. I mean, it was giant. I'm like, okay. Uh, so And so I looked inside and it kind of looked like it was taco meat, but it, it was okay. different. I didn't care. I was starving. So I just yeah. ate the thing. But apparently it was like nut meat or it was something. Good though, wasn't it? Was it was all right. It was yeah. all right. But you I was kind of, it. I was kind of taken back a little when he handed this giant, looked like a giant horn you, or something. You know, I'm just like, it. what is you're, this? Yeah. So you're okay. You're that okay. That was my that was my one vegan meal I think I've ever right. had. So by the way, you're wearing your freedom, freedom, freedom shirt that we got from our friend Jonathan Emord running for the United States Senate, Virginia. Please check out emord4va.com. Support this man if he gets in, or I shall say when he gets in the U.S. Senate, our, our our, our our country will be much better off for it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean it's the only thing, but that's a, that's one of the things I'm recommending that you consider. Hey, Ty Bollinger's getting ready. We got him. He's back. He's not here that often anymore. He just wants us to miss him. Well, I do. Anytime he's not here. We're going to go outside the box with Ty Bollinger when we come back from this break on the Robert Scott Bell Show because the power to heal is yours. Well, I don't have a lot to do, but say, thanks, pal. Where you been, buddy? Love you. Ty Bollinger, back on the Robert Scott Bell Show, going outside the box. There he is. What's happening, RSB? How you doing, bud? That's indeed the case I have. What's happening, my brother? How's it going? How's the family? I, I, I can only keep up with your kids through Instagram, particularly Brianna, and all her amazing musical exploits, playing the Grand Ole Opry on guitar. Dude, I know that, you know, for some, it's like, oh, you're talking about the kids again. But look, we're parents. We love these kids. We love our kids. And it's fun yeah. to see that. But you know, I also miss the parents, too. Yeah, you know, um, it's it was really cool. She did get a chance to play at the Grand Ole Opry, one song uh, on Sunday night. Um, and But the thing was, it was at some award show, for, I think called the Jasmine Country Awards, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um there was like a four or five hour program. So we, we uh, didn't want to sit through the whole thing. So we, uh, we heard that she was going on about 10. So we got there right at 10 and she just left. She just got off the stage. So we missed ah. her, but um, that's okay. Um, we, uh, we got plenty of pictures and stuff of, of her that was, you know, there on the red carpet um, mm-hmm. on stage in the backstage, just all the cool things that you get a chance to do at the Grand Ole Opry if you're playing there. So um, bum, I'm bummed that we didn't get a chance to see her, but hey, at least you got the chance to play. But it's going to be back on the show. Been uh, been busy the last month. I know you have been too. I'm, you're, you know, your website was down for the last several minutes. I don't know if y'all knew that, but it just yeah, came we're, we're, we're migrating it away from GoDaddy. So we're having some outages up, up and down, but I appreciate okay. the insight too, because uh, I don't know what stage it's at, but as I said, everybody bear with us as we're, we're getting to a, a more stable place ultimately to be away from the big boys like GoDaddy, which I'm glad about, but it's always, it always comes with some difficulty. You should put it on go, go rsb.com. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have that one yet. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I'm looking on the website. I don't see any advertisements for propaganda exposed uncensored. We launched next week, man. You're in it. And 
I don't see Super D. All right, let's bring uh, our humble and lovable producer and maybe slap him on the wrist. I know, though, it's for a in fact, the show notes today. Okay, it is. There's and a also, banner there, and I've sent out emails. I've seen at least I two went, emails because yes. you were going to be on. I went to go put the banner on the website this morning, and I couldn't get into the website. I still can't get into the okay. website. Yeah, so he's got changes. plausible deniability on that. I, I I'll stand by him, but I know that no, we I, I just, a couple of things. I just wanted to give you a hard time about it either way. You're not obligated to put up anything <laughs> on your website. It's your website. But, Dude, anyway, no, of always. course. But the thing is, the Propaganda Exposed re-release, I'm excited about because, you know, it's a culmination of a lot of years of documentary filmmaking that you've done, Ty, with your your wife, Charlene, and many of the other people that have been involved and taking it from the truth about cancer, the truth about vaccines, the truth about pet cancer, on and on it goes, international, all of that, uh, the Propaganda one it, it was phenomenal and if anybody missed it uh my gosh it's coming back out y'all and we have again yeah. the opportunity for you guys to tap into it yeah and uh you know the thing about propaganda exposed man it's very you know it's based it's it's basically like monumental myths put to a documentary right it's it's the same type topics all of the official stories as liam uh, liam chef called them uh, monumental myths is uh one of the ones that i call them as, as well as many other things, but we don't want to say those on the air. But it's based <laughs> right. on that. So Propaganda Exposed was really, if this is a word, the funnest one that we've done. I had the most fun scripting it. I had the most fun putting it together, had the most fun creating the topics and, and just, you know, putting it together from A to Z, which is what I love to do. But mm -hmm. it was the funnest. I don't think it's actually a word, but I'm going to use it anyway, because it's just so interesting. And there's such a divergence of topics and so but they all have the same common theme that we've been lied to about them. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you look at the, the different topics that are in uh, propaganda exposed, you know, whether it's vaccines or cancer, official stories that we've been told, myths about that, myths about HIV, AIDS, myths about Planned Parenthood or the Rockefellers or the Gates or global warming or climate mm -hmm. change. Or, all this stuff's in there. Uh, assassinations like JFK are in there. So it's just so many things that we've been lied to over the years. So it's uh, this is this is one that that really applies to probably more people than any other documentary that we've ever done because we're all subjects yeah. of brainwashing on a daily basis. Well, and to the point of the term coined by the CIA, conspiracy theorist, uh, many of these things have proven to be absolutely true. Some have taken decades to bubble to the surface that you cover, but. In the COVID crazy few years we've coming out of, uh, it's taken sometimes as little as months, weeks, or days, or sometimes hours to see through the propaganda that they try to dismiss as conspiratorial as if there's no conspiracies. Uh, but as we talk about them as conspiracy facts, and there's a lot in there. I don't. Is there are there updates or other things we should know about th these episodes coming out again? Well, we we updated it for um, November last year when we re-released it with the new episode and with updates to every episode. So this is this this is the same as November last year. We're just relaunching it because, um, you know, you've always got people that lots of people that miss it and yeah. they want to see it. And it's like, wow, sorry, we didn't even know it was there, even though you sent them emails or whatever. And, you know, people just get busy. So um, we're putting it out again so people can see it that missed it. And there's a lot of people that wanted to see it again. Yeah. So the release date is when, and again, you guys can sign up. It's in the notes and we've sent out to the newsletter subscribers for free access to it as well. Next, yeah. Next Wednesday, we go live with episode one uh, next Wednesday night at nine Eastern. 
Okay, y'all. And this is your opportunity to remember, even if you've seen it, to share it again for those that are now more open than last November yeah. or longer ago. Remember, uh, it's not only that some people haven't heard about it, but some people who had and said, man, I'm not interested. Suddenly now they've seen things happening and they're going, oh, well, now yeah. I'm interested. So this is, please. Yeah, this is really an appropriate time for it, especially in light of what's going on with Israel and Palestine. No matter what side you take, no matter who you're for or against, we shouldn't be for, we should be for life and against war. That's yeah. my take. But um, no matter who, there's, we are all being fed an official story about what's happening. Remember that. Okay, we've been fed official stories about everything. Anytime you see all the media outlets agreeing on what's going on, they're reading from a script that they're told to read. So don't believe everything you're hearing on the media about what's happening there is all I'm saying. This is is a very appropriate time to release propaganda quotes because this is this is this looks like this may be a propaganda war that escalates. Yeah, exactly. And uh, say it again, just as a reminder for those that need to hear it again. And if you've never heard it, the first casualty in any war is the truth. And we've been talking about wars that our government has declared on us, the American people, for years here when it comes to health freedom. Uh, Ty, you've covered extensively the war on cancer is actually a war on people who know how to cure cancer without chemo, radiation and surgery. So these are ongoing. It's just the latest, uh, you know, say manifestation of a war on the people. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And, you know, it's it's just bizarre to me, the people that I've spoken to just over the last couple of weeks, that there are people that I thought they questioned everything. All right. I've got a sign uh, on my kitchen. It says question everything. These are people I thought questioned everything. But then they're just regurgitating all of the same mainstream media lines about the conflict. And, you know, I've talked to a couple of people about this and said, hey, how can you buy this? They've been lying to us for years. You watch Propaganda Exposed. Mm-hmm. You know about the mainstream media lies and all these official stories. They all read from the scripts, but they're all reading from the same script. Now it looks like, mm-hmm. but you're believing it all. How can you how can you justify those two positions? But it's it's not uh, it's not abnormal. It's cognitive dissonance. It's like people mm-hmm. that know that the pharmaceutical companies have been fined billions of dollars for lying and defrauding. And they still believe that the pharmaceutical companies are producing a safe vaccine, even though they're not tested. Yeah. I guess that's how you believe that too. Well, and that's the thing over the COVID crazy years, more people than ever have come to the conclusion that not just the COVID vaccine is dangerous and, 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 and not efficacious, but many physicians, doctors, have now looked beyond that back to the things we've been talking about for years about all of the, the vaccines on the schedule. And, you know, many, including Peter McCullough, are now saying their grandkids are not getting any shots based on what they know. And, and I'm thinking, well, that's a bad place for them to be, that suddenly the majority have a question about one, if not all, of these shots. Yeah. And what would, what would be the next thing to do to get us back in line? And I thought, hmm. We, my, 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 and I want your take on this, uh, Ty, because my message to Superdon was like, would they try to make Ebola or Marburg the thing? And I said, I don't think it would work unless people are bleeding out of their eyes right in front of their own eyes, because now people are even questioning what's being seen on screen with all of the AI that can do this stuff. And then the next thing that was happening, Ukraine stuff, right? Even some Democrats were going, we got to stop this money flowing. And then the next thing, you know, the thing happens in Israel. And now people are divided and hating one another again. So, again, it's all a manipulation. Doesn't mean these real things aren't real, but they're designed to divide through hatred, fear, and all of that. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. This totally, totally. It's designed to divide. Call you know, it's it's distract, right? Nobody's talking about Maui anymore. Oh, all the weird stuff that happened out there. You know, the fires, the melted cars, and all that. Nobody's talking about it. Wars and distraction. Yeah. Right? Everybody's what about here. you know the Biden family crimes? Not on, not on the front page anymore. Or Nobody any page. cares. Nobody yeah. seems to care. You know, yeah. but that, that's something that that's something I read. A few months ago, when you were talking about Ebola, or is it going to be a new virus? And it was a, an opinion piece, and I can't remember who wrote it, but, I, but it turned out it was pretty prophetic. And uh, it may have been Mike Adams, actually, but mm-hmm. he's, he's been prophetic many times. But in the piece, it said, basically, it's not going to be a virus he doesn't believe, not going to be this or that health-related. It's going to be some sort of a war or a conflict. Right. So then cl- clamp down further control, because that's what COVID was. It was about control. Yeah. It wasn't about making us sick with a virus. That's just incidental. It wasn't about killing people with vaccines. That's just incidental. It's about control. And so that's one of the ways they can control you is through right. you know, the fear created with war. Exactly. Control through fear. So, you know, they had to become more extreme. And the extreme here is that uh, there are people on this planet, particularly of the globalist uh, variety, that do not value life. Once again, people are thinking, well, who would do such a thing? Really, there are people that would do. Of course, there are, are. And there are people that are raised in hatred that are that are programmed to believe it is, uh, uh, let's say, their duty to kill people that they're told to hate. So these things can never be resolved by war, although I acknowledge and I'm sure you do, Ty, that we have a right to s- defend our life, our liberty, our country, our property as such. Uh, but, you know, in addition to the casualties that occur with war being the truth, um, there are a lot of innocents that uh, along the way are harmed or killed. And that's why, uh, you know, I come out in any way, shape or form to reduce that, you know, begin to to move some way, somehow toward peace, not in a naive way, because there are people that are programmed to hate on all sides of any occasion or equation. Uh, but it's it just it, you know, my heart has been heavy emotionally this week mm-hmm. talking about these things. I feel it, the energy, the emotions. And yet I don't want it to be leading me into more rage and hatred and, and you know, salivating for the death of people who, you know, might want to see me or you dead or harmed. We still have to defend ourselves. But the point is, uh, are we going to be driven further from our godliness, that is our love of life and our defense of life because of what's happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the reality is with that the 99% of the people on both sides of this conflict are pretty good people. There's the 1% that, that does not represent everybody. And the, the, the big issue that I have with the, the, uh, with the war, that both sides, is killing innocent women and children. There's no excuse for that. And it's happening on both sides. And it's yeah. just wrong. It doesn't matter what your position is. It doesn't matter what kind of extremist groups are on your side or their side. Killing innocent women and children is just not forgivable to me. Yeah. I mean, there is a bloodlust that exists in any war. And there are people that you might consider good guys here in America that have been part of things like, uh, you know, atrocities that occurred in Vietnam by our own soldiers. Right. Does that condemn does that condemn all of America? No. But unfortunately, in our country, on our shores, in our education system, many of the children that are growing up into young adults and adults today have been taught to hate their country that were nothing but oppressors and colonizers and all of these things. And there's no discussion or little or none of the goodness of the high ideals of America to drive people to that, to the limitations on government that, you know, couldn't just wantonly invade other countries, much less invade our own people in our own country. Uh, So there's a lot of orchestrated effort over many 
generations now. In fact, you know, I'll just bring up our good friend, Jonathan Emord, this book called The Authoritarians. It goes back through the 19th century to today about how the progressivists post uh, Civil War, so to speak, uh, really started moving toward collectivism, Marxism that would eventually emerge as a predominant uh, part of our governmental system and the education system, driving kids to believe in the collective, that we're just a bunch of collectives and we get our rights from government, not God. And, and we don't make make distinctions between privileges and rights. So this hasn't been a, a thing that happened, like snap your fingers, here we are. This has happened over a long time. Yeah, yeah, you know, baby steps, right? A little bit at a time. And, um, and that's the way that you get, that's where you change societies. That's the way you change minds without them knowing their minds are being changed. It's just very, very incrementally. So by the time that you get, you started here and you end up here, you've gone so far. It's just like, how did I get that far from what? We, but it seems like it's, it's um, escalating quickly lately though. Yeah. Uh, you know, we look at some of the things that are being done today. You know, I, I, I just go back to the, the blatant trans agenda to try to indoctrinate children. It's like, this is stuff that, even five years ago, you would have thought this could ne- this wouldn't won't happen in our lifetime, mm-hmm. and now it's become almost a norm. So, in some ways, it's they've gone past incrementalism. It's just like throw it right in your face now. Yeah, um, there's a story here I want to get into. And by the way, Ty, do you know how to uh, hit the gearbox and reverse your camera? I'm just noticing that you're 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 backwards in the camera. You can mirror it when you cl- select the little uh, gearbox and go to video, and it'll have Let's a mirror. Try to figure it out. Yeah, it should be able to reverse it pretty easily, pretty quickly. I want to do that. As we cover some of the other stories here um, that, you know, are not necessarily about war and other things, but in some ways they are because it's it's a war on, by the various government or people in governments around the world on the people. We saw it here in the United States and Australia and Canada and New Zealand and the Western democracies of Europe. And yes, even in Israel, uh, how uh, governments became corrupted by aligning with pharmaceutical companies like um, Pfizer, for instance. And do you see it in the gearbox and then select video? It I mean, I see the, the, the are you talking about bottom right? Uh, yes, yeah, there's a little the gear icon and then go to video and then it'll say mirror my, you know, it's a little like toggle. It'll go mirror under the, the video option. I don't have um, a video anywhere on there. It's, it's the settings, right? Yeah, well, it'll go a general video, audio, virtual, and you can see if under settings that there's a video option before hitting general so hmm. yeah it's not giving me that let me see be, you're talking bottom, bottom right yeah well all the gearbox is but you've already opened that so super don can help there he is to the rescue all right little, little gear little icon looks like a gear you're talking about bottom right corner uh just underneath where i am right now on the screen or between i don't know what you can see on yours but it's bef- under your under where you can see yourself there's uh-huh. little buttons there, little round buttons that you can click on. Okay. One of them should be a gear. If it's not a gear, it might be a three dots. Some people see that too. Yeah, I'm not seeing any. Not seeing either of them. Mm. All right. Well, we'll deal with the backwards Ty Bollinger. That's he fine. has. He has the special one that has no gear. Yes. He's well, you know, he's usually riding in the short bus. Is that? Can you say that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you say right now? Oh, it's at the very oh, now. I see it. All right. Okay. Video, local video. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not it. No. All right. Well, Super Don, as he's trying to figure it out, put yes. up this article from the Defender, and uh, this is about. And again, this has been happening around the country, around the world, uh, but this is particular uh, uh, in Israel. 
an eight-year-old Israeli poster child for COVID vaccines dies of sudden cardiac arrest. An eight-year-old. An eight-year-old. He was featured in the 2020 Israeli commercial promoting the COVID-19 vaccines for children, and he died last month of a cardiac arrest. Um, Israel became a lab for Pfizer. And I talked about this, you know, in the within the controversies of, of warfare, whether you like or hate somebody, Right now, we criticized openly uh, Netanyahu for selling out the people of Israel to Pfizer. And he's admitted, you know, what he did. It's not a mystery. At the same time, you know, the controversies about, you know, his weakness. Oh, look at it. He got it. Tybo has turned it around. He's, he's, he's right way around. Good job, Ty. <laughs> but um, this is, again, this is not unique to Israel. It just happens to be one of those things that we were covering about how shocked I was that the people of Israel, the Jews who had been nearly slaughtered to extinction or the attempts were made in the 20th century in Nazi Germany. A lot of them fled to what later became Israel. And uh, apparently they forgot what it was like to divide people and to label them, whether they've been shot or, or vaccinated or not. Uh, we've got a couple of clips here. Super Don, you want to play the first one? A Netanyahu clip? We came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Borla, Pfizer. And I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in, and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically. What does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer and that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world. Not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Well, and it's true. We learned some horrific realities of the Pfizer shot from that. But it's, you know, what I've warned here in America about real ID, unique medical identifiers, uh, the ability to track in real time your medical records. Uh, and they say, well, it's not it's not branded to you or whatever. But again, do you trust government to surveil you in such a way and not use it against you? And and so here we have a case of and it could be again it happened in New Zealand. It happened in Australia. It happened, it happened in America. So for those of you who think that we're hating on Israel just because I just pointed that out, I think it's an important part of this because we spoke out about it long before there was this latest you know war that's happening there in the Middle East. Yeah, I've been talking about this for a long time. And, yeah, it's all over the world. The uh, the uh, the globalists love teaming up with leaders of countries to push their propaganda. And whether, whether it's propaganda about vaccines in this case, I wonder if Mr. Pfizer has seen this article, Travis mm -hmm. Kelsey himself. Did you, did <laughs> yeah. you see the, the clip where Aaron Rodgers referred to him as Mr. Pfizer? That was awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I love Aaron Rodgers for him calling him out. And he does it yeah. in a good natured way, despite the fact that, you know, if people realize how devastatingly stupid it is to promote a jab that doesn't work and that, you know, sequences of jabs beyond it that are not any better. Uh, it's a it's a failed technology. It's not a proven technology. And that they, you know, they tested this on like 10 rats. And then Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend, uh, what's her Taylor Swift are promoting this thing. Um, you know, as I said, this is not about whether you like Taylor Swift and her music. It's about, hey, these people are making really poor choices. Maybe they're ignorant. Maybe they're just selling out for money. But I don't have a lot of respect for them doing so.
you know, it was it was that an excuse in Nazi Germany? Not to compare this to that, but just another sure. example. It was ignorance. Was it that, was that an excuse? Just following orders. Just taking just following orders. No, yeah. no. And so, you know, you look at Taylor Swift and uh, Kelsey, and you know, they're America's couple now, but their names and likenesses, and you know, explicitly are being used to push the Pfizer vaccines this way. Man, there's a there's a huge amount of responsibility that goes on you. And and I don't have any I, I don't believe that probably neither of them have any clue about the side effects. They just and, and I don't think Swift Swift has not done a commercial. She's just associated with Kelsey. Sure. Now. He's the one that did the commercial, you know, two at once, two at the same time, whatever that that's saw on football. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did. He just got a, a lucrative amount of money, a big amount of money from Pfizer to do this lucrative contract, I'm sure. Yeah. And um they brainwashed him into thinking this is a good thing. You know, you're helping people. But the reality is, you know, I don't think he probably knows about it, any of the side effects. And if he does, then there, that's a real problem with him because he's, yeah. he's totally sold out for money. I think he's just ignorant. Right. But that's not an excuse. No. And and I, I ask those that you know have made mistakes, bad, poor choices, whatever, to repent genuinely because you're going to have to face yourself uh, in, an, in the next life. And in this case, uh, you know, we're not here to condemn you. That's not my point in bringing this up. But if you're still breathing, you have an opportunity to do right, do better. Uh, yeah. In the second clip from Netanyahu, you know, if I had a say in it, I would say Israel, find new leadership. And this has really almost nothing to do with the war, but it does in some ways uh, because of what Netanyahu has done and said, uh, you know, along with the COVID experimentation on the people of Israel. Check out the second clip. I intend to bring on that base database of medical, personal medical records for entire population. A genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now now let uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un- unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. He's, chose, he's chosen poorly, uh, and it's a choice he's making. Uh, I, I can't support him in that in any way, shape or form, even if, you know, I believe in the right of Israel to defend itself as well. But this is, again, a separate issue at the same time. It's connected um, genetic database. You're going to turn it over to big pharma. They're already arguably targeting drugs based on gene sequences. The the, the plasmid contamination, genetic plasmid contamination in the, the COVID jabs. It's not contamination. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. And. And so, as I said, th- these videos are very revealing. Netanyahu's not the only leader of a nation to do this. Yeah, but it shows that he's a complete, he's either a complete sellout or he's completely ignorant. And neither one of them is a very good option for a leader no, of a country. It's not. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the the unimaginable negative effect that that could have, you know, he, he looks like he's pushing for, a, you know, worldwide DNA database. Right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, well, um, it's voluntary or we'll pay for it and, and then we'll turn it over, but it'll be private. I'm like, dude, really? And, and I'm just, you know, we've we've featured people, uh, real Israelis here on this show that are not for that. Do not support him. Yeah. Uh, so don't think it's a lock, stock and barrel. Everybody, you know, it's trying to make it too simplistic in terms of uh, 
Israelis bad, Hamas good, or vice versa. I mean, there are elements of real humanity being sacrificed here long before this war and an ongoing basis. And remember, here in the United States, after World War II, uh, you know, some have argued the Nazis didn't lose because they ended up being brought over via Operation Paperclip to continue some of these heinous acts that, that, that we've seen our own c- countrymen visit on us here in America. Medical experimentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that's one of the things that when you when you send out the uh, the emails to the list or whatever to your list about the propaganda exposed, we have an ebook called 177 Years of Medical Experimentation that people get just for signing up to watch the, the, the propaganda exposed. But it goes over, I think back to 1854 is the first experiment that we cover. And then goes walks forward from there showing just the way the government has used us as, as guinea pigs. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. There's so much happening here. Hey, there's good news though. I liked that little bit of good news. Uh, Super Don, find this on Politico. Um, the new CDC director, Mandy Cohen, uh, she probably doesn't vaccinate her kid and deceives us to believe that, she, that she's given them the COVID jabs. But she says, we're on track. What does that mean? 3% of Americans 3%. have gotten the new COVID shot. <laughs> what? So so you're telling me there's a chance. Right. <laughs> you know that's the, you, what the irony of that statement is or the, the factual mathematical 3%? It used to be about 3% that wouldn't or that had a question about vaccines that were hesitant or obstinate to not get it. Now it's only 3% that are getting it. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. And it's about the same 3% of chemotherapies that are effective, right? There's a, there's a certain thing about 3% number, isn't it? But how does, how does this from a, if you're from the perspective that you want people to be vaccinated, how does a 3% rate show that you're confident about this vaccine? What that tells me I'm not a mathematician. I did used to teach high school math, but I'm not a mathematician. But what that tells me is that nobody wants to take the vaccine. Yeah, 97% of not taking it. But, uh, hey, Mandy Cohen, delusional as she is, CDC yeah. director, thinks we're on track. We're getting like 3%. Yeah. Dude, you understand how opposite in, in our lifetime, even when the TTAB, the truth about vaccines, came out, yeah. it was before you know the COVID stuff. And we were in the vast majority, no, minority. minority. Uh, and, and now it's quite reversed. I think it is actually an, a real numerical majority of people that have questions about one, if not all vaccines. Yeah, it, it's totally flipped. You know, it, it, Robert, it's funny you mentioned that because when the original Truth About Vaccines, uh, we released that in uh, spring of 2017. So it's been six years, wow, for the wow. first one. Yeah. And um, I remember at that point, literally, there were... There were a dozen people, a dozen of our affiliates that had promoted the quest for the cures and the global yeah. quest that would not touch vaccines. Literally, these are, and I'm not going to mention any of them because no, I don't want to I, I remember them. it. I do. But, but you probably know who they are, but they, yeah. they, were, they were huge in the health industry, but they would not touch vaccines because they were afraid of how it would affect their audience. And now those same people are posting every day about vaccines. So. Mm-hmm. It shows that the tide has flipped, even in our industry, because there were people yeah. that wouldn't touch it before. Well, look, it was not economically the best move. And we talk about economics, but I know you're not solely driven by that. And you said this is the right thing to do. And kudos to you and Charlene, because, yeah, if anything, just like Bobby Kennedy, the fact that he spoke out about vaccines in any way to say they're not perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. That was enough to have him attacked by his own family, much less others. Uh, where he was a media darling and a darling of the left. Uh, so 
there not everybody is uh, uh you know it's what we call the sunshine patriots and i recognize here i'm not trying to judge people because there's a lot on the line when you, you you risk your very business, your livelihood, your ability to care for your family. When you talk about an issue that suddenly becomes so divisive, which, as we saw, it did in COVID, uh, that, uh, you know, they, they just won't tread there yet. But now you could see by those folks coming on and more, uh, we've passed that place where talking about vaccines is the kiss of economic death for a company. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thankful that we've never really been driven by what would be the best economic decision. You know, otherwise we'd have a lot more money and would be a lot more all over. We, we would have been more economically successful. Not that we're not, but but it would have been a lot more had we focused on that. Right. Because truth about vaccines and speaking on that, when we did, we got deplatformed on all the social medias. We That's lost right. our YouTube. We lost millions of followers on social. I mean, yeah, that wasn't a great economic decision, but it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, and, and you were ahead of the curve there to be willing to do that. And kudos to you. And I'll always be grateful for that. And we're welcoming everybody that's coming on board. And I would welcome everybody that hasn't seen Propaganda Exposed or those who even have. Please, please, please share the links we have in the show notes. Uh, we sent out emails for those of you that in the newsletter list. And we'll have a banner up as soon as the website is up and Superdon can put it up there. And apologies for that. Again, we're migrating it like coconuts over from GoDaddy to something better. And uh, shout out to Jeffrey Smith and uh, his guy, Geech, who's who really reached out to us and said, let me help. And, and he's doing it for a very reasonable uh, fee. So thank you for that. Um, but, you know, you go through a little bit of the hiccups to get there. Yeah. And, and while we're doing shout outs, I'll shout out to my brother, Ron. I know he's watching. Hey, Ron. Actually, I think he's working now, but he, he usually watches whenever uh, he gets home from work. So and bone, and, uh, bone tomahawk. Bone tomahawk. Yeah. And I, and I got I to do this for Ron. Woo. That's a Ric <laughs> okay. Flair woo. Remember Ric Flair wrestling? Oh yes, yeah. of course. So we always we always do that back and forth. Me and my brother, we do the woos. Yeah. So far, three percent is just like a trickle in, and they feel like they're going to be on track apparently uh, to last year's uptake levels, which was a whopping seventeen percent. Oh, seven. I mean, yeah. they're happy I, at seventeen percent. Wow. I remember last year it was about it was less than 20. So, yeah, that's yep. about right. 17 percent. Doesn't that show you that it's an abject failure? If that's I don't want to admit it, but if only that many, it shows that people don't believe in it. People it shows you that people are waking up in, in droves because of these injuries, because of children that are dying, because mm -hmm. of yeah, we were just I was playing softball last night and we uh, we gather up after the games and say a prayer and ask for anybody that needs prayer requests or whatever. Christian based league. And um, one of the guys that was asking for prayer said, just just last night we were playing and on one of the teams, and this is like in the 50 to 60 year old league or whatever, guys around in second base just collapsed. They had to cart him off. Hmm. Um, and, and he's like, man, this could happen to us anytime. And I was thinking, yeah, but it was that guy vaccinated. Yeah, because because we're seeing that's a that's a known side effect of the vaccine. And right. um, unfortunately, probably was not that people didn't die before. I'm not saying yeah. that. And I've seen people create that straw man and then try to tear it down and say, well, you're sure. saying that no one ever died of anything before the no, vaccine. I mean, no, yeah. no. But it's just not normal. And this is the first. And then last last week, we were gathered around last week. And this guy says in the last uh, in the last week in my office, he's he works with an investment banking firm here in town. Four people have been diagnosed with fast moving cancers. Mm -hmm. in his own office in one week. 
we're seeing that. Okay. Yeah. So all I'm saying is open your eyes, people. Yeah. Yeah. I try to bring now little, those packets of cardio miracle everywhere I go to try yeah. and hand them out go, please start this, help your cardiovascular system, get that nitric oxide pumping again and get on the sovereign copper, do the selenium, all the things we know that can strengthen it. Uh, yeah. We've been talking a lot more with uh, my buddy, Brian Artis. You would really like Brian. I don't know if you've ever met him. He was in uh, Propaganda Exposed, man. He, he came to our house right. to, to film for it. Yeah, that's right. Thank guy. you for reminding me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we've been hanging out a lot. And he's just a man of great integrity, a DC who's so upset with the medical profession and all that they've done that he's willing to speak out like yeah. us here. And, uh, you know, he, he joined us more recently. But, man, Artis rocks. We need, we need more of that youthful yeah. energy that he's bringing to it. Fun, a fun memory of uh, when we had we were filming for our, uh, Propaganda Exposed here at our house. Dr. Artis came out. Dr. McCullough came out that same day. We had Malone here. Mm -hmm. um, and we had Stu Peters. And I'm trying to think who else was out. Isai Morales came that day. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we had a bunch of people out here. But uh, I'll send you the picture later. But Doc, uh, Brian Artis is jacked. He's big. He's very muscular. He's in very good shape. So we got a picture, and Stu, Stu Peters is actually really good shape. You don't ever see because he's in a suit, but he's right. pretty big too, and he's got some muscles. And so we uh, we all had our t-shirts on, and we all did a flexing picture after we filmed. Dude, I gotta uh, see that. So, so very, very cool. I'll send it to you later. Also, Brian is a big basketball player. He loves to shoot hoops. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. got to do that when they was visiting. We did. We did not. We did not. I didn't know. I didn't know that. He just looks like a you know gym rat, but right. he, I didn't know that he, he played ball too. Yeah, but I, I know we've played ball out back at your place there, and mm -hmm. I suck at it, but I enjoy it. You know, I can still have fun running around, but, you know, uh, it's fun to play. You know what, here. Robert, I, I've got uh, – let me see if I can send this to Super Don right now that you say that. Yeah. Remember back – oh, how many years ago? Seven, eight years ago it was mm -hmm. that yeah. we played the at, and the Harlem Globetrotters down in Atlanta? Oh, yeah, it was the Harlem Legends. We yeah, played. the Harlem Legends. Um, so that? I've got I've got a video. Here it is. I'm sending it to Superdon right now. I got a video of you scoring against the Harlem Legends that I that just, just Superdon. A freezing yeah. event. That was like a one in a million thing that would that would happen. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Oh, oh by the way, I I missed you uh, there, but I was so glad because I thought about you a lot because it was ten years ago that we were hanging out in Atlanta with uh, yeah. Susie and the gang from uh, uh, Healing Strong, and they had their ten year anniversary. And uh, Chris Work was there and others. And uh, we just had a nice visit. It was in Houston this year. And huh. uh, just, you know, people were asking about you, of course, sending their love. And I, I got to share some things there and do some um, interviews. And, in fact, I was able to interview uh, – um, uh, we talk – gosh, the, some of the friends we've lost in, the, in this lifetime. Nicholas Gonzalez, mm -hmm. um, the widow Mary Beth, yeah. and uh, interviewed her for our Sunday conversation. And, and she revealed really exciting news that – uh, she's found love again. And she's getting remarried, uh, if not already. And it was such a nice thing. And she's continuing on the legacy of her husband. And I know her husband blesses it from a, from the spirit worlds at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked about that as well. But it was a wonderful reunion. The only thing I I, I missed you, of course, at that event. Yeah, I, I would have come. I didn't even know about it. Nobody, you know, informed us. So I just um, don't know what's going on. If people can't find you, you're hiding. But whatever. I'm glad yeah. you're here with me on the show today because people are like, "Where's Ben Ty? He's here. He's good. He's okay. He's okay." Yeah. So well, Super Don has the video. You want to okay, narrate cool. this? Yeah. Well, this is this is down when we we spoke in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta one time. I think in 2017, mm -hmm. and the Harlem Globetrotter Legends were there to play. Let's see who was on the team. I was, I played, you played. I remember Chris Wark was on the team. Bryce played yeah. for us because I remember Dr. he, he I think Bryce scored three 
three pointers or maybe yes, two three pointers against the yeah. Globetrotter legend. So that was awesome. But anyway, this is this is a shot of RSB. I think was this the only bucket you made, or did you make? A oh yeah, it would have to be the only bucket I made. That was a miracle. <laughs> All right, but anyway, here we go. There it was. Now here comes RSB. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. I couldn't believe I made a shot. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so good memory. So it's funny that you. you oh, there it is that. again. Boom. There it is again. It was a little bit of an outside layup, but not a layup. It was a little bit far, and I hit it off the glass. You know, it, was, it was about an eight to ten footer off the glass from the right side. It was a good yeah. shot. It wasn't a gimme. Yeah. So, so yeah, anyway, nice good memories of that. I like I said, I miss being able to hang out and do things. So I'm hoping we we have some way we can do that. Uh, is there uh, a possibility that we'll have a truth about cancer live in 2024? Is that too much to ask for with all the craziness in the world? Yeah, we're still looking at that. It's certainly possible. I don't want to make any promises, but okay, we're we're considering it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I uh, you know I saw with the, the the Healing Strong event we just did, it was held in a, a huge mega church. And it was different than being like in a you know mega hotel like we've done it you know in in Nashville. So just to consider possibilities and alignments that maybe make it more tenable because I know the expense associated with it was so outrageous to try and even you know break even in those things is difficult. So uh, just thinking outside the boxes we talk about might be a way to do it. Yeah, we're we're considering all the options. We we wanted to have it this year, but you know hotel just was not pliable and. Um, yeah, it's 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 not an event that you know people will look and say, oh, you had two thousand people there and they each paid this not this much. So you must have made a ton of money. Now we lose money on it every time. Yeah. Once you throw in all the the employee costs and everything that it costs, you know, to to do the prep the preparation for the few months and they're exclusively working on that for the last month. No, yeah. we never make money. But this would have just assured that we lost a lot. Mm-hmm. So we we couldn't do it. But hopefully next year. Yeah. Well, also, I uh, missed you at the Health Freedom Expo again. I'm just saying all this stuff just so you can finally, I'm going to find it, drag you out of retirement. Not retired, but I know how busy you are. But it, we, we miss having all the fun we had together. We actually went back to the farm to table again, remember, at the Health Freedom Expo, yeah, the yeah. harvest room. And uh, it was so good. No, it's this is just a hiatus. It's not forever. Yeah. That's good. So here's another article. This one's from Forbes. We know who pays Forbes freight, and that is Big Pharma, just like many of the legacy media, mainstream media outlets. Uh, they rely upon the, the generosity of the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And here's the headline. Here's why you could be giving yourself or someone else a flu vaccine next year. Is this an article? And Super Don, you can open up your mic here, too. Is this about spreading and shedding on purpose? Are they talking about how we can share spike proteins or mrna i mean you know that they they want to do that and astrazeneca is part of the you know experimentations of these coronavirus vaccines what are they promoting here super d this is uh it hasn't been approved by the fda yet but what this is this is a nasal spray mm-hmm. that uh it would be the be different in, instead of having to get the shot yeah. with the needle it could be this spray that they would actually ship to you to your house directly Mm-hmm. And then you could use it and uh, you could, you know, invite all the neighbors over and everybody could walk up and you could spray them in the nose and give them a flu shot. So I think the idea that they've got here is that it's a non-needle option uh, that then would get uh, maybe they would, the uptake would be better because a lot of people don't want to get it because they don't want to get stuck with a needle in their arm. Right. 
But are they saying then you could administer it to your friends and family? I mean, is this like now everybody gets to it or is it about sneezing on people? Self-administer. Yeah. People yeah. over the age of 18 to self-administer or administer right. it if uh, to eligible patients two to 49 years. Yeah. So as long as it's somebody who's, uh, I guess, technically <clears throat> eligible, whatever that means, yeah. uh, that the, you could then give them a squirt in their nose too and they, and that would be okay everybody becomes a vaccinator isn't that yes. what they want walmart checkout clerks can vaccinate you through na- intranasal spray or just sneeze or spit in your general direction lovely exactly. just lovely and for a parting gift we have i mean oh man listen the flu shot i mean you know nobody gets a flu shot anymore and that, that's something that's something they've been very irritated about for a long time because yeah. it's just there was a time where the flu shot was vogue, right? Everybody got the flu shot, and it just went down over the years, less and less and less and less, because a lot yeah. of people were like, you know what? I I didn't get the flu shot. I didn't get the flu. And then what, I went the de- the year I did get the flu shot, I got the flu. The jig is up, man. They're yeah. struggling, and nasal sprays will save them. I don't think so. I think there's a suspicion growing. It's not going to be resolved. And even what the flu is is wrong. What they, what they argue it is is wrong. Yeah, I, I could see the... Uh the vaccine virtue signalers keeping extras at their front door when people come to the come to their house. Say, have you been vaccinated for the flu yet? If not, just a quick nasal pump and you yeah. get back. I could see people doing that. And people are nuts. And I think that would be more. I look. I think they they've got something uh, here. There. I think people would be more inclined. You know, it'd be like people use nose spray. You know, I mean, it's just like uh, it's not a big deal. Okay, I'm done. Versus mm-hmm. having to make an appointment or or go to one and they stick the needle and all that stuff like that. I think people yeah. they they've got they've got a, a point here. Right. Well, administering a vaccine even via nasal spray it really. Uh, what do we got here, Steve? Saying so, everyone under 18 has suddenly become deputized uh, by uh, the government or whatever as medically licensed to be able to administer flam flu shot sprays. I tell you what, I'm going to do it this next AMA on uh, Saturday. We got the 28th of October as our next uh, patron support AMA. Uh, I'm going to be giving away some Argentin 23 nasal sprays, silver hydrosol nasal sprays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there you go. You got one there, Super Don. Okay. And, uh, this was so, not scripted. Look at that. And uh, look, look, he's got the sovereign silver nasal spray there as well. Um, so we have ways to deal with this that don't involve risk, danger, or spreading or shedding. And, uh, you know, good luck, AstraZeneca. Uh, You're going to need it with all the people now that are waking up to your lies and deceptions. All right. So let's talk about generational stuff. Super Don, me, you, and Ty Bollinger, TMB. We understand what it means to work hard. Maybe we've even, all three of us, have worked nine to five or more jobs in our lifetime, which we have. This article Some of us got, have act, 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 worked two of those. Two of those at, at a one time. time. Or three yes. or more. Yes. And here we have an article that, that differentiates between the generations. And yeah, there's always, oh, you old people or you young people. But this is something I, I think is a, a little bit different. It says a college graduate who just started her first job shared the shock and upset of working a nine to five. Um. Uh, what, what did you what did you expect? You know, you when you graduate, you were going to do what? I, I don't I don't know. What, am I missing something here? Do they expect the government is going to provide for you? And you can stay at home forever. Well, and, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's let's react. She actually put this out on TikTok. OK. And she's got a lot of uh, a lot of attention. 
um, as a result of this. But here, here she is. Uh, I can't remember what her name is. Brielle. Okay. Um, here she is talking about her situation. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, duh, if I was able to walk to work and it would be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, I'm so upset. Oh, my God. Nothing to do with my job at all. But just, like, the 9 to 5 schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office 9 to 5, like, if it was remote, you get off at 5 and you're home and everything's fine. But, like, I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and, like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like (laughs) meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed wow wow that's sad it was really hard not to react in, oh, in a that? sarcastic way to that situation because if you think about it, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, I got out of high school and, and I got freaking jobs and mm-hmm. work and commute and that, that, that was just life. Yeah. yeah, That's just what you did. And, you know, the idea was you work really hard. Mm-hmm. Now, now, listen, th- this has changed over time. It used to be, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go to school. Get a degree. You get work really hard. You get the wife and the white picket fence and the t- two and a half kids and the dog. And then you retire and everything's great. And you got the yeah. pension and all that stuff. A lot of that is gone. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, the whole idea is you go to school, you work really hard. And then eventually you create for yourself a situation where you don't have to work that hard. You know, if that's what you choose to do. You start out, though. I mean, these kids don't understand what it means yeah. to, to start out and learn and have to work hard. And, and Ty, add the element of if she doesn't want to work for somebody, and I grant you that, it kind of sucks to work for other people. Why not become an entrepreneur? But if she does that, it's not nine to five. It's going to be like six to six or eight yeah, or ten. Yeah, You're going to be working absolutely. your tushy off way longer than nine to five where you can punch in and punch out. But it's delayed gratification. You're working for yeah. something, right? Yeah. You're, you know, there's there's yeah. uh, put put in the work now for the reward later. Hmm. Yeah, right. If you have your own business, you're going to work way more than a nine to five to start with. Right. So like, she sounds like that maybe she thinks that would be cushy. Um, no, it's actually harder. But, you know, in a situation like this, many people might say, well, you know, when I was in college, right. I did, so I'm going to do that. When I got out of college in 1991, I started work at Ernst & Young as a CPA, a staff accountant. Okay, With a master's degree, I made $31,000 just to compare to today's salaries, which are insane. But I thought that was great for a master's degree in 1991. Mm-hmm. I, I, you had to get in the office before the partners got there to show that you were a hard worker. So appearance was everything. So you had to be there by 730. Right. And then you usually left by 637 after the partners left. Then the staff left. That's just the way it was done then. So you got a full 12 hour day. How did you have any friends? Before, well, that was just my work schedule. That was when I was, I was a competitive bodybuilder at that time. If you remember. Oh, so how did, I, yeah. Well, you had to so, give that up, right? I, no, I went to the gym 4 a.m. 
Oh. I'd train before. I'd get up at 4 a.m. I'd usually get to the gym 4.30-ish. But I'd train before work, and then I'd go to the gym after work. I'd train twice a day, working a 12-hour day. And I'm still alive and kicking. Can you believe that? You know, I'm uh, here. What I remember is I still had friends. Now we didn't go and hang out all day and we hung and, out at the and gym. goof around. It was that's what weekends were for. That's why it was TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. And then you went and you had fun and did social things and stuff like that on the weekend and stuff like that. And then when Monday came around, it's back to work. Yep. And the the, the friends that you did have were involved with the same things you were involved with. So my friends at that time were my buddies that I worked out with in the morning and my right. buddies I worked out with at night. And usually they were different people because not many people were insane enough to train twice a day. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. But that was your friends. That's when you hung out yeah. and you get home, take a shower and we do it again. So uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, but it is different today, right? The kids. It is different. I was telling Robert, yeah, you know, something totally that changed over the last three years was, mm-hmm. you know, they shut everything down and working from home was a thing where people were forced to do that. And a lot of these kids, I think they got used to that over the last three years. And so now the idea of actually having to get in a car and, and commute and go to a job is something they don't, they don't know how to handle. They don't want to do. They've gotten used to that over the last three years of, of being able to not, you know, to, to work from home, work on a Zoom call, you know, or something, something like and, that. And the, the other thing, too, that just cracked me up. She's like talking about having to drive, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever. I worked in Dallas or in Austin. <laughs> Talk about I traffic. Mean, yeah, that's what you drive. Yeah. Nobody gets to work quicker than that. It's just what you that's what you, you got to fight yeah. traffic. Yeah, dude, I, I don't argue that it doesn't suck i mean it does especially if you're doing a job just to be able to get a paycheck but this is part of the discipline of life on planet earth yeah you wish it was better but if the idea is government should be able to mandate a two-day work week or mandate that i work from home it's like no dictating the free market how it's done and if you want to be an entrepreneur young lady i'll support you in that and that'd be great but you're going to work a lot more than nine to five if you're working for yourself and and but the thing is there are rewards that are far greater very often for doing that uh, and uh, I would encourage people to become entrepreneurial so that they don't end up in a situation where they're pulling a lever and they hate what they do. But some of us, or perhaps all of us right here, have done things in our life that we're like, man, this job kind of sucks, but this is what we got to do to pay the bills, to get through it. And, and it's not me endorsing, oh, that's the greatest thing to do it. But there was a lot of discipline involved to learn what it's like to be an adult, to have to care for yourself. And if you think the government's going to do it for you, you just want to be imprisoned. Yeah. And you, you have a lot of faith that the government's going to remain solvent. Yeah. All right. When we come back from this break, we're going to go into the bonus round. I don't know, Ty, if you have a few minutes or not, but we got a picture of me winning the, the chow, the challenge of the week, two weeks in a row at the gym. And we can show that for everybody that wants to go. Robert, you're just showing off. Uh, so stick around. 60 seconds from now, we'll be back with more powerful healing. Why, Ty Bollinger? Tell them, please. Because the power to heal is yours. All right, the bonus round commences. And look who's still here, Ty Bolger. You know, just like we're not letting you go. We got an electronic collar on you or something for today, but it's so good to see you again, my brother. And you're looking good, man. Fit, strong, lean. Yeah, still hitting the gym hard and still playing ball, exercising quite a bit and just trying to, you know, not only work the business, but, you know, stay healthy and feel good. And I feel great. So, yeah, awesome. I'm glad to hear it. And for those of you who've been wondering, he's doing great. Uh, so, um, I'm hitting the gym. In fact, on 
was it yesterday? I think yesterday's workout was my 600th kickboxing workout since I started at the kickboxing gym a few years back. Wow. And I'm getting stronger. In fact, uh, this may be TMI, but you know, when my mom, my honey, Nancy, she, my wife hugs me and she happens to, oops, I grabbed your butt. You have a butt now. I didn't have one of those. The muscles keep getting bigger. I'm getting strong. It's amazing. Yeah, I noticed that, Robert. I noticed that, Robert, when I carried you on stage. I was like, I was thinking to myself, this guy has no butt. Because <laughs> I tried to grab and you just kind of slid off. But yeah, I'm glad you have a butt now. That's right. When I sat down, I had nothing to sit on. Now I do. It's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, Super D, if you got that uh, picture of the latest, there it is. Challenge of the week. Uh, heavyweight division because they've se separated out because you know there are new people and it's not really by weight it's by like you know what where do you want to compete and of course i want the heavyweight division even though i'm still a lightweight but you know i've achieved my goal of of getting up over a 150 lbs uh which for some of you is like oh my gosh you know my arm weighs that much i know ty's thigh weighs that much but again i'm not built that way but i've been gaining muscle and continuing on so for those of you who think it's too late because you're old it's never too late as long as you're breathing do something little exercise and i've been doing the uh, you know cardio miracle for now a number of years it's been great and the super creatine for my friends at nutritional frontiers has been phenomenal that has really accelerated the weight gain in terms of muscular weight and it's a good formula so that's why i believe it's something you should try if anybody that hasn't you can use the code RSB15 to get a discount. So there it is. What do you think, TMB? You're Impressive, looking good there, man. Looking good, nice and nice and lean, and and uh, you got some good striations going on in your arms. Oh, there's so a red mustache. Look what Super Don's doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. That's Super more appropriate. Don. That's better. <laughs> now I look like Colonel Sanders with red eyes. Stop that. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. Okay. That's funny. Thanks a lot, Super D. That was great. You're welcome. I, now I can't be too full of myself with with that, so I'll be all right. Yeah, so you know, it's it's, uh, it's cool. The, the gym that I work out at a gym here in Portland, uh, Tennessee, and man, there's so many Patriots. Unbelievable. Don't realize it till you get out. There's just so many pe people that are on our on our same page. Oh, it's great. It really is great. Uh, we have one story we didn't hit, and it just relates to Bobby Kennedy, who's a great guy, man of great integrity. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, from the defender. It says, Offit's, Paul Offit, you know, conflicts of interest are real and why RFK Jr. is right on the Thimerosal issue, among many other issues. And our friend, Dr. Jack James Lyons Weiler, wrote a nice piece on that. And uh, do you have anything going on with Bobby? I mean, he, he's uh, decided to run as an independent now for president. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fascinating journey, which we're witnessing. I have no idea which way it will go. We know it's rigged heavily in favor of establishment candidates that are controlled and selected. I just have a hard time believing Bobby Kennedy is playing a long game ruse. He's, he's a man of integrity. It's a long, lot of decades of integrity to be able to say now uh, he's playing some kind of game here. He's not. Bobby loves the country. Um, we, uh, we, we knew before he, before he announced that he was going independent for quite a while, but nobody was allowed to say anything. But um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but they're legitimate reasons and it's not a ruse and he loves the country. And I, I think right now he's the best man of the job, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing. Um, if we have people of integrity in office, it doesn't change a lot of the things that brought us here, but it certainly chips away at it. Just as I said, everybody who refuses to comply with unconstitutional mandates or prohibitions also plays a huge role in changing the course of this country if we are to regain our freedom. 
and acknowledge that our rights come from God, not government. It, it's not just about putting someone like Bobby Kennedy in the presidency or even Jonathan E. Mord in the U.S. Senate, which I think would be good things. Uh, but it's about how do we behave because we get the government we expect. And if we expect everything to be taken care of us, like these young people, perhaps, or maybe even some of the old people or middle aged people, then the government's going to meet you right there or encourage that kind of behavior. So you become passive, you become controlled, you become enslaved in various different ways. So, uh, again, I wanted your your perspective on that, Ty, because we hadn't talked a lot about what's been going on out there. Yeah, I mean, I think Bobby's the biggest personal freedom candidate we've seen in a long time. Um, he, he wants personal, he wants the government uh, to, to back off and give people the freedom to do what they want to do uh, to, to keep their, you know, maintain their health in their own way and just get lack of government involvement. He's, he really is the freedom candidate, I think. And it, it was interesting, too, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mr. Pfizer with Travis Kelsey, but later on, Rodgers challenged uh, Mr. Pfizer to a debate and he said, on my side, We'll have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and you can have Fauci or whoever else you want. I don't know if you saw right. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did. Well, I did. I just I, I find it hilarious. Again, some of these athletes that are willing to speak out. You know, shout out to uh, Brad uh, Skiskamus. If you say his last name five times, August for calling out folks in the music and entertainment industry about being shills for Pfizer and other things and being willing to stand up at the risk of your own career and. I appreciate and respect that. And again, if you're just now joining us to this because you weren't sure or you're afraid, you're welcome here. I, I'm not judging what you have done in the past. Again, when you repent, ask for forgiveness. I'm not here to condemn anybody that's done things. We've all done things that we look back on and go, gee, I, man, that was not nice or not good. And you didn't know or whatever. But uh, I don't think we're out without or beyond redemption. But we do have to have integrity when we ask for forgiveness and really mean it. Uh, as opposed to playing another game of charades or something to, to pretend you're something that you're not. And I, I just, I may be naive. Some people will call me that, but I just feel like Bobby Kennedy has a, a sincerity and he's got a long track record. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong. We could be wrong. I don't think I am on this and I don't know what's going to happen, but I like the fact that he's bringing up things that very few other candidates have ever brought up. And that's at least the discussion is good. You know, he, to me, he's very sincere and uh, he's very articulate very logical. And, um, and that's why he has, he has both sides, I think, terrified because he is, he's legitimately just trying to do what's best for everyone. And he's, he, he is just, he's a legitimately good man. And, uh, he's a, he's a patriot and okay. I, I don't have enough good things to say about Bobby. I, I really believe, you know, like you said, could be wrong. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, that's the risk we take in life of, in supporting folks. And you hope that the track record is legit. It seems to be, as I said, why Ooh. have I gone out? I don't think it's much of a limb personally here with Jonathan E. Mord. And you've met Jonathan, of course, uh, a man of great integrity, which for which I have no doubt about. I mean, he's been, they, people have tried to tempt him, throw him money to compromise his beliefs. Nah, it doesn't matter. You can throw him at anything. He's not. And that's why a man like that. It doesn't change everything, but it, it has a significant impact because, you know, you have a sphere of influence in life. And if you get in the U.S. Senate as a man of, or woman of integrity and who has constitutional fealty, it's going to impact those around you. It may not be the end, but it's certainly a, a good start or maybe a partway there back to what we'd like to see. More freedom, uh, less intervention on a foreign and domestic basis and, uh, you know, genuine ability to defend your positions based on uh, the Constitution as opposed to what you want to see. Yeah, I agree with you on, on Emor, uh, legitimate freedom candidate, legitimate mm -hmm. patriot. You know, yeah. 
impeccable character. Great guy. I mean, so here's the question that comes in. Valerie asks, what if he loses and is a spoiler for Trump? Love Bobby, but I'm scared about another Dem president, for instance. So, I mean, these are all the reasons why people will come up and say, I don't want to vote my conscience because I'm concerned if I do and this doesn't happen. You know, all of these scenarios are playing out in people's heads. And I don't know if you've in, engaged in discussions like that. Yeah, you know, that's a typical question. What, and it's, it's a legitimate question. Um, you know, what if you steal votes from Trump? Man, I, all I'll tell you is that over over the last several decades, I've learned when it comes to voting, vote your conscience. Don't vote to try to manipulate the situation so that somebody doesn't get in or somebody, you know, this takes a vote from that guy, whatever. Vote for the best candidate and let the, leave the results to God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the reality is, is there even going to be a fair election? And that's another question in and of itself. And we know there was fraud that was rampant in 2020. Mm -hmm. So have they fixed the systems? I don't know. But um, I would say that the, the main thing that we are uh, pressed to do is to vote our conscience, not try to manipulate who wins based upon taking votes from someone else. You know, mm -hmm. vote for the best candidate. And if you think it's Trump, vote for him. If you think it's Bobby, vote for Bobby. If you think it's yeah. Biden, then... Yeah. You're probably, probably not listening to this show. You probably go change channel. Yeah, at this point. All right. Hey, Super D, what, what else we got? Mm. This has been fun having Ty back on, right? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you know I, I, the one thing I do right. want to say, though, on the topic yeah. that, that you yeah. guys are, are discussing is that mm -hmm. I, I totally understand, Ty, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't vote, so I everybody else can be can be to blame for all the crazy stuff that ends up happening when people get voted elected. But and by the way, I respect you for not voting, folks. This is not about uh, condemning people for what choice they make or whether they choose even not to make a choice. No, it's it's all so, it's all opinion here. But yeah. uh, I, I also understand the argument about the spoiler. Mm -hmm. um, having experienced the Ross Perot effect. Um, Perot basically got Clinton elected. If you and it's it's really it's it's a math it's a mathematical thing which I know you can appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, you know when when you look at it, you get somebody like uh, RFK Jr. who right now uh, poll I saw this morning is that he's pulling about nineteen percent. Ironically, that's the same thing Ross Perot. That's significant. Yes, was 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 pulling as well. Um, you've got more uh, conservatives that are interested in RFK Jr. than Democrats. Most of the Democrats, well, you know, I mean, not 100%, but the, the majority of them are so anti-Trump that, they, that they'd vote for, you know, uh, you know a, a garbage can or something if it was running, you know, as opposed to, to a paper you know, clip Trump. wearing a swastika. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's just, it's unfortunate, but that's what's going yeah. on. So... You know, it's it's a math thing. So I can understand the, the the argument, but at the same time, if if you know you're you're a guy like like Ty and a guy like me, because I was the same way. I was always vote your conscience. I voted for third party candidates all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, did I in my heart know that not a really good chance that that person was gonna gonna win? Yeah, I did, but it was a matter of principle, right? Um, so yeah, you kind of have to make a decision. It's like, are you gonna vote for principle, or are you gonna vote because you want you know, uh, you know, one side or the other in the horse race to win. It all mm -hmm. sucks. And that's the whole reason why I don't vote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I, don't, I just don't. 
I agree, Don, and, and I, but I don't think that there's like there's not a right or wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. No. 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 Absolutely. Whatever somebody wants to do, you know, it's absolutely. It's, it's I'm just saying, I, I, under, yeah. I understand the uh, the spoiler uh, side yeah. of it as well because I saw it happen. Yeah. Um, but here's here's something though, um, the and this is not what the mainstream media is telling you, but Bobby's internal polls are showing he he's pulling pretty close to equally from Dems and Republicans. Mm-hmm. It's not all Republicans. Yep. And that's that's the dirty little secret they're not letting the main the mainstream yeah. media. Yeah. Well, and, and dude, he's blacklisted. I mean, no. When was the last? The only time you ever see RFK Jr. on the news is Fox News. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that give him any airplay. Yeah. And you you would think the more liberal news outlets, I won't name them, but you know what they are. You think they would all give him some airtime, but they won't. Right. They won't give yeah. him any airtime. Yeah. I, I like I like having options. Yes, it's nice to see. I like the, having options. I am not a fan of the two party system. I think it's it's rigged. You know, I, well, I should be restricted to that. Severely curtailed or limited. Remember, as Ron Paul ran as a, pre, a presidential candidate twice as a Republican, and uh, they severely curtailed and restricted him on the debate stage for one, and then yeah. then rigged the vote against him like they would do for Bobby and the Democrats as well. Uh, you know, at the same time. Um, you know, I, I long for a time and I don't know, maybe that's possible, maybe not when you care not about who's president simply because the role of the presidency is constitutional again and he or she can't do much because there's a true balance of powers between the separation of powers and that we are returned to constitutionally limited government. Therefore, there is not someone who's just going to go declare war without declaring war, which both Republicans and Democrats have done for generations now. Right. Uh, the progressivist era and the globalist era and all of that. Uh, so I'm asking a lot. I know, uh, but I think we should vote that. for Darren Farrell for president. <laughs> he's got he's got all the answers. He's pro vaccines and pro lockdown. <laughs> the climate change deniers. Right. Oh, good lord! Really, Darren? All right, Ty, answer this. Oh, he's he's that's not true. He's he's uh, pro choice on vaccines. Um. And uh, no, he, he's never mentioned locking up climate change deniers. So he's been yeah, careful, but that's not true. Now, just he, be careful because Darren has a tendency to to kind of go off unhinged. Yeah, uh, he's he. Uh, and that's all right. We support him as long as you know. But we appreciate your input, President. Yeah. Now, listen, I'll agree with this statement here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For the most part, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I've always said that you know the the office of president, the president really is not the one that has the power. Mm-hmm. He's just a figurehead. You know, he's just in there. Well, somebody else is pulling the strings. Well, and the thing is on the climate change issue and whatever, he's got some growing up to do still. But I've seen Bobby Kennedy make distinct distinctions and change his views based on information uh, brought to his attention. Uh, And, yeah, he's not for locking up people who are denying what they call a climate change. I don't that's. Yeah, I don't know. Darren, we take it. You're not supporting Bobby Kennedy. Okay, no, you got that. Yeah, he takes you to task, too. Yeah, I know. He does. It's he okay. Does. But you know what? Mind. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for him because he can do uh twenty chin ups. That's right. There you that's go. Dude. Like you know what? If there was any reason to vote for somebody, that would be it. That's it. He can do chin ups. Yeah. Because you know what? It really doesn't make a whole lot of difference anyway. Yeah. yeah. Hence the reason why. <laughs> yes. So Ty, how's how's Charlene doing? I haven't seen her in so long and uh just want to check in. Oh, she's doing great. Just uh Busted on this tr- propaganda exposed launch. So I'm going mm-hmm. to need to draw. I've got to get of some course. emails and stuff written. But um, 
you know, just busting it, trying to get it in front of new eyes for our propaganda exposed launch beginning next Wednesday, the 1st of November. So yes. she's, the, she's the marketing head. Yeah, of course. And Super Don will get that banner up as well uh, as soon as the website allows it. Thank you for bearing with us. Remember our AMA coming up this Saturday. And uh, Ty, please send our love to Charlene and the kids. Yeah, everybody's great. Everybody's awesome. And my kids say hello and they miss you guys too. And so does my wife. So, All right, back at you, brother. Good to have you on board today. Thanks, man. Thanks, everybody. All right. That's Ty Bollinger back on the Robert Scott Bell Show going outside the box. That was fun. Uh, so uh, let's see here. And by the way, uh, if there's video of him, which I don't dispute, maybe Darren says about wanting to do whatever you know he says. The thing is, you got to make room for change for people to have a, a difference of opinion, because if we're held to account for things we said 20 year, years ago or even a year ago and we've changed our perspective, and it's mind, all about it's all about yeah. context. It yeah. is, you know. Yeah. Um, there are people out there. He may be one of those guys that says, listen, I don't have a problem with vaccines. I have a problem with what's in the vaccines mm-hmm. and the, the pharmaceutical you know, companies and what they do with the vaccines and the corruption behind it. And the, you know, the thimerosal, right. The, mm-hmm. the mercury. In fact, I think that's what it was that got him started on the whole vaccine thing was, was the moms that were coming out and saying, yeah. look, there's mercury in the vaccines. And he yeah. was very familiar with the mercury situation because he'd covered that in, in the environmental uh, right. you know, part of it. And so, you know, that's what got, I believe that's what got his attention mm-hmm. to begin with. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that um, are, are not against quote vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. You know, give me a vaccine that doesn't have any stuff in it other than ant- kind of like, well, God, I'm going to sound like Peter Hotez now, which makes me throw up my mouth a little bit, but <laughs> You know, when remember when he was on Joe Rogan and, yeah. and Rogan asked him, so what's in the vaccines? Antigens yeah. and water. salt water. Yeah. You know, give me a vaccine that has just antigens and salt water in it, and maybe I might be on board, you know? <laughs> but that's not what's in vaccines, mm-hmm. you know? And this is one of the things he's pointing out. So if somebody were to say, I'm pro-vaccine, I'm just against vaccines as they are today. They need to be changed. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand at least the logic in that. Yeah, I don't know if it's even possible to have a vaccine it, it, the way that things are designed with the pharmaceutical companies and the way science. Well, I, I think you know? the idea of injecting it, even if it were that quote unquote benign compared to what it is, right? It's the wrong way to do okay, it. Okay, right. Not, so, no, yeah. something yeah. along the lines of what we were covering today. That if you could get get, get a nasal spray. Mm. That would, yeah, would, nasal, uh, you know, intranasal or even oral. But again, the live, what they call the attenuated live. Again, mm-hmm. we get into debates on viruses. I'm not going to piss off half the audience. Oh, here we go. Right? <laughs> but remember, virus, the origin of the word is toxic poison. What's so, wrong with you, Robert right, Scott right. Bell? You sit yeah. here talking about viruses. Viruses don't exist. I'm like, I, I in try. fact, in I fact, I, th- I think if I'm not mistaken, I think yeah. that's one of the things that, that, that Darren Hmm. has taken you to task about in the past because talking you were about talking viruses. about viruses yeah. Yeah. and he got pissed at you. Right. Well, he, you know, if he, if he had listened to my discussion with yes. uh, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt the other night on her show, you know, yeah. we both agree that viruses, quote unquote, whatever they are, are not the cause of these things. They're, you know, again, so, but I have to be able to communicate to a significant, perhaps majority of any audience that goes, I have no idea what you're saying. They're viruses. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, trying to communicate these things and bring them over slowly or whatever pace they can get there. Some people are not patient like that. And I get it. So you can yell at me for that. I, I can take it. It's okay. Yes. So, but I appreciate y'all being here. I've got I mean, colder weather's on the way. Super Don, you said down hard freezes for you. 
Um, Dude, we're I've supposed to a, hit like 16 degrees on Saturday. Holy tamole. That's yeah. just not right. That's too soon. It's too soon. Um, I got to check the weather here report to see what's happening because I know it's going to start raining tomorrow. And I was going to close up the, you know, the, we have this, uh, the window that opens for the summer on the greenhouses. So it can, you know, allow for pollinators and everything else go. So it looks like freeze watch until 9 a.m. Friday. So uh, it's not, pre- you know, it's predicting right around 32 where I am. Um, so. Bye, Darren. Yeah. So, yeah, bye, Darren. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I might have to close up the greenhouses tonight. And cover some tomatoes because we still got some tomatoes. My on the plants, vine. my plants bit the dust. They, they? they, they had a hit of a freeze when it wasn't supposed to, you yeah. know, weathermen. Right. Right. Um, so I've pretty much cleared out the, uh, the beds. I'll just start over again in the spring. Yeah. Um, which is, which is okay. I, it, what I can do, I was reading about this is I can condition the soil now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that when springtime comes around, it's had time for the compost and stuff. Then right. like that. To, I love that. And you yeah. should do that. Absolutely. Winter yeah. beds, like I said, uh, get the, get it recycling. So it's ready to go for the springtime. And, and let me tell uh, you some, something else I got going on. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a, a storage unit that mm-hmm. my, my daughter was using and she's no longer using. Okay. Uh, and it's just a small, it's like a five by five or something or six or something five like by that. seven place. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so my wife and I were like, Oh, you know, she got her stuff out of the room and go sweep it out and, and, uh, get rid of it. Cause you know, it's, it's only like, it's like 65 bucks a month. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I was talking to her about it yesterday. I was like, you know what? I think maybe I might hang on to it. Oh, what are you going to put in there? I think I might end up using that maybe for storing some uh, stuff uh, for like prepping. Really? I just, you know, it's, it's, as I'm watching what's going on in the news, not trying to get caught up in the fear factor of things. Sure. But just looking at it and thinking, you know what? I mean, this may not develop into something that would have some kind of negative impact on, on me personally. Mm Mm-hmm. But it could, and I am not prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not. And we talk about this stuff, you know, uh, yeah. off and on. And it's like, uh, for me, I'm just like, maybe this is something, uh, maybe a little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah. That maybe well, and it might not be a bad idea maybe to start thinking about doing something like that. Well, not thinking about it, but doing it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like. Yeah. It's a small enough space where, you know, I could actually throw some stuff in there in Would the event that something a- easy access to it in a grid down scenario. I, it's not, it's just like on the other side of a chain link fence. So if I had to get to it, I could. Okay. All right. Well, um, there you go. Yeah. So um, outside of, you know, having your own storage facility, but yeah, uh, having something secure. But yeah. yeah, it's it's not time to think about it. It's time to do it a little bit, a little bit. You know, it's I think like so. I'm, I'm, we've I'm been talking about the time frame. It gets shorter. And uh, the, it, the the latest to start is tomorrow, but the right time to start is today. Right. Always. Yep. All right. So anyway, any uh, any more questions, comments in the chat rooms before we wrap it up today? Uh, let's see here. Diane says, condition the soil with electroculture. Electroculture, right? Yeah, put up the little uh, copper rods. Copper wrapped around the sticks. Yeah. Thing. That's another thing to do as well. I agree. Yeah. Yep. So remember, next weekend is the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. 
Uh, we had uh, Terry and Stu on earlier talking about the discount uh, you can get for tickets right away. Um, pre, 50% off. My gosh, use the code. I don't know if it's code or Robert Scott Bell, but it's like speaker guest kind of thing. And it's there at wellnessparenting.info. Um, we talk about a lot of other things. Shout out to our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health. Remember the Trinity Health Freedom Expo virtual will be in February. Only 35 bucks. You'll have three months of access to it as well. Uh, shout out to our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. Once again, uh, the super creatine and uh, of course the uh, NRDMG, you know, the lozenges I travel with, they use at home, counteract any inadvertent exposure to uh, glyphosate and other things. It's a wonderful product. Use code RSB15, get 15% off even their on-sale items at nutritionalfrontiers.com and cbdnf.com for the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD. And again, shout out to Bobbery with Folium. I talked about them last hour when we talked about ionizing radiation and or heavy metals and uh, breaking through that ceiling in your healing. Foliumpx.com, RSB10 discount code. Great Exodus Conference coming up just in November 11th and 12th in Dallas. The links are up in the Robert Scott Bell Show page. We hope it stays up as we're transitioning it from one host to another. And then remember Saturday, the 28th of uh, what month? October. That's it. Uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, our next AMA. Super Don, I got to put the invite out on Zoom so we can have it up for our patron supporters right away. Yeah. All right. I'll get it up there as soon as you get it to me. Okay. So thanks for being here, y'all. Yes. Thanks to Ty. It was fun to hang out. Also, thanks to Nicole's wearing and her maternal intuition documentary available on prime amazon prime for a buck 99 rental get it get it take a look at it share it and all of that and uh god willing we'll see you tomorrow less than 24 hours from now with ty well so we just had ty so it would be jonathan emord yeah and do we have somebody else I think lots to talk own. about believe me whoever's on um yeah we'll have a show we'll talk yeah. about stuff Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll see it we'll see you then we shall thanks for being here